Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. to fly welcome back to the phoenix Splash podcast i'm one of your humble hosts jcb jason cornelius bell from the band from ringside podcast and joining me as usual my other co-host humble as usual the big man on campus himself brett jager from the band i'm sorry not the band from ringside podcast the brain buster boys podcast <laughs> brett tell me something good Man, that New Japan New Beginning show in Osaka that we're about to sink into. Holy <laughs> shit. And uh, I, I named our stream this, and I assume it'll be the episode title, but New Japan is back, baby. That's what's good. Yeah, that was... And I think fully, officially, like, that felt like a pre-pandemic mm-hmm. main event. Totally, totally. We, yeah, we would definitely dig into that. We're going to talk about yeah. all three shows in parts not not all of them in you know total but we will talk about the big sh- uh, matches in all three of the new beginning show tours and then obviously we'll jump back to talk a little stardom their 12th anniversary show highlighted by julia and suzu suzuki and dare i say another instant classic I was kind of worried about Julia's title reign. I think we can just go ahead and put that Joker on the shelf for a little bit. Julia looked good. Suzuki looked good. But obviously, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, Just a couple of things, just because I was thinking about it before we started to record. I just wanted to get this off, off my chest, out of the way. Just social stuff. If you're looking for myself, for Brett, you can find me on Twitter at uh, BFRJCB. You can find Brett at uh, Brainbuster Boys. On, am I correct on Twitter? Yeah, and Instagram, which I've been uh, using that a little bit more of late as well. Okay, you can find uh, BFR Pod on Instagram as well. So let's get that out the way. Number two, oh, shit. where to find um, the Phoenix Flash podcast. This is not a separate podcast like. Band for Ringside was a separate podcast before we hooked up with Visionary Global Media Network. And then obviously you can find us under their umbrella and then you can find us separately. The best way you can find us is just go just go into the uh, your little search board or whatever you want to call it. Type in Visionary Global Media. Boom. You'll you'll see us and then you'll see all the rest of our fantastic podcast members so you can check us out you can check out brain buster boys band from ringside good cop bad cop you name it they're there so just to get that shit out the way two ways two things i wanted to talk about before we get into the nitty-gritty of things now usually we do things differently on band from ringside but brett and i talked about it really quick there's no rules around here we just do things by the seat of our pants because that's how phoenixes do they just fly you know there's no path to it they just you know rise from the ashes and they just fly around so on that lovely note we're going to jump to new japan and we're going to start talking about the 
12th, I'm sorry, it was the last night show, the 11th of February. So obviously, some of you might be able to see it if uh, Brett ever puts this up, which you are no obligation to do so, by the way. I should should put it up. There's no reason not to. But anywho, yeah. I am wearing it, and obviously by the music that's getting ready to come in, I'm wearing the Switchblade shirt, and that's one of the two biggest stories to me coming out of this show on the 11th. Obviously, Switchblade Jay White faced Hikaleu in a Loser Leaves Japan match. We'll talk about that in a second, but obviously I want to kind of talk about the bigger story for the IWGP Championship. And like I said, I know it's Switchblade and I'm playing his music, but for me, I like that match. I liked the Okada Shingo match a little more, more on the line. And it's not like we haven't seen this match before. We've seen Shingo and Okada do it out pre-pandemic in the pandemic and now this is their first match post-pandemic you saw it for the first time last night i obviously saw it earlier that day i'll let you get the first crack at what you thought of a 32 minute instant classic my goodness well firstly while this i agree this was definitely the better best match second best match of the year behind omega and osprey and that's going to be very very tough to top and frankly this would be tough to top in a lot of years. Um, I call it what I call it a scale breaker. So, like, I don't really go above five stars, but if I did, this would be it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my God, yeah, I rewatched it this morning. Um, or actually, not right before we recorded, basically. <laughs> and, God damn. I, this is easily my favorite match of theirs. I agree. Um, I, I think I was, like, 475 on all of them, like, kind of right on that cusp, but this is a no-doubter. Um, and, man, specifically the last seven minutes, they just really, really turned up the heat. But the build was perfect, and you, you knew right from the get-go Okada was going to play the heel. And I love when Okada plays the heel. It doesn't happen often, but he sunk into it. And it was right, you know, he kicked, and it was like, Shingo's head was in the barricade outside, yeah. and he kicked it, crowd booed, and then from that point, and then he got that mean look in his eyes at one point. I think Kevin Kelly or Chris even said, like, haven't seen that look since Kaito. Mm-hmm. Not, not quite that vision. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about last time, like, we've never seen that Okada. No. This Okada we've seen, but it's True. rare. And just Shingo. What a fucking star. I yep. mean, he was by far my favorite wrestler of 2021. Um, still surprised they actually gave him that run with the belt. He was incredible. Um, I think he, they mentioned he won, like, Tokyo Sports MVP. But they kept referencing, and you just said it, like, this is the first full-throttle crowd. And Osaka, you know, kind of comparable to, like, a Chicago or an MSG. Like, it's a hot crowd. And, you know, with your boy Naito in the past, like, they – kind of turned on him before mm. like you never know what to expect from osaka but boy did they love themselves some shingo takagi did they not yeah there was uh it was definitely felt like it was it was a it was 50 50 to start but as the match kind of went along it felt like it was a more of a pro shingo crowd as okada kind of got a little heelish from time to time not too crazy but just enough to where yeah. 
you could root for Shingo a little more easier if that was to be said. I agree I with you for the definitely lo- pulling for him for sure, man. In in my heart of hearts, I knew what was going to happen, but yeah, yeah. every time I was just like, oh, like, oh mother. When he, that, when he hit that last of the dragon, like it was like a rainmaker counter into that last of the dragon. I was like, oh, what's this? I don't, kicked, <laughs> I don't think anyone's kicked out of that. I don't think I'm so either. Kidding. I could easily yeah. be wrong, um, and obviously. I can't think of yeah, obviously you have my Twitter handle, so if you know of someone, if you know of it, call me out. No, that's why I want to do it. Call me out because I always want to know if, if I'm anyone, wrong. Yeah, if anyone would have done it, it probably would have been Okada. And right. I'm like 99% sure he didn't at Wrestle Kingdom last year because that would have been the match to do it. Anyway, like that was a shocker. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that happened, I'm kind of like, fuck. Yep. And again, we all assumed Okada was going to win, but you never know. And the pace they were going... And man, even the last like three minutes, Shingo was just clubbing him with lariats and lariats and pumping bombers. And man, Okada can take a fucking beating. And even like earlier, he was just taking those elbows to the face and eating them. Yeah, just returning the returning shots. It was the, yeah. there was one uh, spot that I, I kind of remember where you saw Okada uh, fold on the way to the Raymaker. You never saw that. You saw everybody else kind of like crumble while Okada was bringing the Raymaker. Kenny Omega is notorious for that. Naito yeah. the same way. Shingo is one, the first guy that I saw when, you know, they're trading Lariat slash Raymakers where Okada was just like, you know, I don't have the energy to keep up with this point. I was like, what is this? That was That's the new little nuances of the matches that they're typically the same between these two. They're going to be hard hitting. This was a lot faster pace than I had anticipated. I thought this would go more of the 40, 45 minutes, but when they came out in that first five minutes, I I, I said it on Twitter. I was like, there's no way this is going past 30 minutes, 35 times. There was no way they just had a fast pace and they just kept it going the whole way through. I was going to say this was a different gear mm. than any of their previous matches. Without not, question. Not just the pace. Yes, they've all been hard-hitting. And maybe it's just recency bias, but this one felt like the most physical, especially in like the final third of the match. I mean, goddamn, like I was saying, all those just bludgeoning lariats, both sides really, but Shinka specifically. And then there was the one spot where Okada – hit the Rainmaker, and he kind of just, like, bounced off Shingo. Right. Shingo just took it, and Okada went to the ground. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, (laughs) this is a no-sell of the Rainmaker? This is the craziest. And that's what right there, that's what makes it a five-star match. I agree with you. This is a five-star match, no question about it. The little changes that they made made this match now more intriguing. Even though in the back of my mind, I knew who was going to win, how we were going to get there from point A to point B, that's what I was concerned with, and they told an amazing fucking story. Five-star match, instant classic. I'm glad I woke up early to watch this Joker, because otherwise I'd have been mad, because if somebody would have spoiled this shit, I'd have been pissed off. Had my button hit there. I, uh, as you knew, had to work nine to five yesterday. <laughs> and somehow, you know, it's not 
like when you're working in a restaurant and it's not super busy, you're on your fucking phone. Right. So it was very hard. Just habit-wise. Yeah, for sure. Not open Instagram. Yeah, yes. I was going to say, that's the one you can't do. Yeah, really, of all of them, Facebook is the one I use the least, but that's the one I just happened to hit out of habit. And what happened, like, I I felt like a split (laughs) second, I started to see an image of Jay White. Just an image. No words, just a picture, which could mean anything. Right. It could mean Jay White wins, Jay White loses, whatever. I'm just like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then I did it again like two hours later. Same fucking thing, same fucking image, but didn't see anything. Oh, like shit. I, said, I still thought they was going to win. So, like, I, and again, I was a little buzzed last night, feeling pretty good. Um, so, yeah, I was in a, in a state having a fucking ball, just really, really enjoyed the show. And, just we'll get to it, but all three of these last matches were just so damn good and so different as mm. well. Um, yeah, just incredible. And uh, trying to think if there's anything else really about this match. I mean, I have a bunch of notes that I, I mean, I've already said it. Oh, I guess just generally uh, Shingo's connection with the crowd as well. Like, we've always known it, but like, it's just different with when they can make noise and yes. just clap. Agreed. And they were going bonkers. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you know what that means? Let's go. I think it, I think it's something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I want to make it a drop for this, I and I just wanted to make sure that's what it was. I don't know for sure, but that makes sense. But like when he did that, and then they started like a chant yeah. after that, which I couldn't tell what they were saying because it's Japanese. <laughs> it might have been Takagi. It might have been. No, it was some like it was some Japanese phrase. It wasn't a name. Okay. Put it that way. Fair enough. But, and then, like, later in the match, I noted it again when he just does the, oi, 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 like, the people were going nuts. Yes. And just, yeah, well, I took away from the show in general, but the Osaka crowd, man, Hot. just was so fucking good. Yeah. And, that, like, like I said, New Japan, it just, it feels like 2019 again, or, you know, even right before early 2020, like, they were still hot then. No, I agree. I was going to say there's just there's a couple of things I want, and this will be to close the New Japan segment because there's a couple of things I wanted to bring up, you know, after we, you know, talk about everything and kind of tie a bow on it. I wanted to throw a couple of things your way. But, yeah, I agree with everything you said. Shingo Okada, like I said, five-star match. Okada obviously retains in 32 minutes and seven seconds. Let's go backwards. The uh, next match uh, before that, the semifinal, was ELP versus Tamatanga for the never open weight title. Tamatanga retains uh, 27.07 was the time bell to bell. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect from this match because, I mean, you, we really didn't see Tamatanga as a, a never weight champion. He lost the uh, his first match against Carl Anderson, obviously. You know, we don't have to rehash that. ELP... <laughs> Well, I, I mean, if you want me to read nope. <laughs> I mean, if you want me to, I can. I, I'd rather not waste everybody's time. Um, it's amazing how he, he's still just not even on TV and just getting paid out the yin yang. God bless you, Carl Anderson. I'm not mad at you. Just just send the title back next time. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> Shit, you know, don't hold the motherfucker hostage. Um, 
ELP on the flip side, we, well, I wouldn't say we, I'll just speak for me. I was not sure what we would see from him. I mean, we saw, you know, a, a really nice G1 run. So, I mean, that gave me, you know, a little confidence going into this match. But nothing really, it, we didn't really have much of a build to it. It just was, you know, a, a never weight title match. You know, ELP pins Tomatongo on the way. So now you have this match. This ex- exceeded my expectations, not going to lie. We were having a, a nice little, it was almost like they were, tr- you know, who would have the the one move that would finish the match. It's sudden death versus the gun stun. And it almost didn't play out like that for a little bit. And it almost was, you know, we we're going with, you know, jacking up uh, Tama Tonga's arm or whatever the case may be. Tama Tonga yep. trying to uh, ground ELP. So it almost felt like they were going on the way of, of the line of the submission. But ultimately it comes out where Tama Tonga ultimately wins. Bad night for Brett Bullet Club, but we'll talk about that more here in a little bit. Thoughts on the uh, the Neverweight Open title match? Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Exceeded expectations entirely. Um, well, first off, what do you rate the match? Or are you going to get to that? No, I, I, no, I'll say it. I, I gave it four point two five. I thought it was going to be somewhere okay. in the three range maybe three and a half, but that last 10 minutes really cranked it up. And that's why I love new Japan. They'll, they'll tell a story, but once it's time to hit that gear, it's, it's another different level of, of wrestling that I always enjoy. And that to me really made the match better than I, I thought it would be coming in. I had expectations and they were mid at best. I, like I said, this last 10 minutes to me made the match much more. It made me, appeal to Tama Tonga more. I think now moving forward, I want to see him wrestle whoever else is next. Obviously, they didn't name a next challenger. The New Japan Cup is around the corner. I would assume he would be, he being Tama Tonga would be in the New Japan Cup, and if he loses to someone, which I would assume he would, that would be the next contender. Yeah, um, I'm going four and a half. I probably, I was expecting something good, but not this good. I was figuring it'd be around that four range because both these guys can go, no doubt about it. But yeah, like you said, like it's an interesting matchup. You know, there wasn't really much of a story other than just Tama versus Bullet Club. But so an interesting thought before I kind of get into the match, I was on uh, another show, Turnbuckle Tavern this past week, and we had a debate kind of about Jay White, Mm. where he may end up, where he fits best. Right. I said, if he loses, perhaps look for ELP to take over Bullet Club leadership. So, I mean, that's just that was just me thinking, you know, maybe. You right. know, it, he kind of seems like that spot. He's the guy gene, just got lifted up from heavyweight as Kenny did. Right. Anyway, so when Jay lost, I'm like, is who ELP takes over Bullet Club? Win? Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, is Tama gonna? <laughs> fucking lose this belt again right that's the yes so, that's exactly what i was so thinking too. i'm I, like this motherfucker's gonna drop it again son of I a love, bitch i love elp i really do but i was happy tama won and yeah, yeah. They, they cranked it up and i think this is my favorite tama match ever um i think the what last year <coughs> excuse me or two years ago he beat okada Kata. in the g1 mm-hmm. that one was really good and then this year when he beat jay in the g1 but I was four and a quarter on both of those. And again, I just think we saw like something different from these guys. Like you said, they were working the body parts early. 
I love the sequence where Tama hurt his arm. Uh, he threw ELP into the barricade outside. He jumped over. It was like some Will Ospreay shit. shit he yeah. Over it. And then Tama just comes jumping at him. <laughs> and he just, like, basically hammers a table and a guardrail. Oh, my gosh. Then, shit. Here we go. ELP gets the table and stomps the table with his hand under it. It's like, all right, let's go. That's some, that's some shit right there. But that's the match um, I thought we yeah, were going to see. Five, like, that's the match I thought we were going to see pretty much from the start and it wasn't like that which is which is perfect i don't i have no problem with that as long as we get to that point in some form or fashion because i mean both guys can fly you know what i'm saying that that's that goes without saying and we've seen it obviously in this match but yeah that out that spot where tama comes spilling onto the outside i was just like oh jesus (laughs) is he okay I know he was flying, dude. Like it was like an, when Okada does that cross body over the guardrail. Like yeah. that's basically what he did. Um, how about ELP hitting the Styles Clash? That was really cool because it looked like he was going for CR two with the underhook, and then he threw the legs over, popped the crowd, which even led Chris to mention, right? You know, Bullet Club leaders of the past, past maybe another one. Yeah, tonight. I was like, just like, this dude is not going to lose. He stopped putting that shit out there in the atmosphere. Stop it, Kevin <laughs> Kelly. Stop. Damn. Let him crazy. win. Let him defend one time, once. Okay. At that point, if you want to do it, just do it. But he's got to have at least one retaining, please. And we got it. We got it. No, yeah, it was. It was. And it was he, well played. ELP went for the bloody Sunday, which was Prince Devitt's, and Tom countered it into a bloody Sunday of his Zone. own. And then when he ran into that sudden death kick, which I think was right after that, yep. oh, man, that was brutal. Two count. And then he finally hits the gun stun at two count. Like, whoa, okay. Like, that's what, for me, yeah, I think took it up to four and a half because I didn't expect the LP to kick out there. Yeah. And then I don't know what they called the finishing move, but it was some sort of, like, twisting pile driver. Looked like he hit it. I mean, didn't land right on his head. But no, it was, but it was, it was it, yeah, I was just like, it made me pop where I was like, oh, A, yeah. I've never seen that before, and yeah, B. I'm like, that's got to be it. Yeah, I was like, B, this has got to be it. And then it, and it yeah. was, and that's, it, it was a nice way to go out, you know, in a, in a way that, you know, in a move I hadn't seen in a match yeah. that was, you know, exceeding expectations, didn't overstay stay as welcome. It was, it was well done. It was a match that I thought that Tama Tonga kind of needed if you wanted to have him, and as you look at the landscape of New Japan, you know, post uh, – Two eleven, yeah. You kind of need Tama Tonga to uh, to kind of rise up a little bit. You're going to need guys to take in this not power vacuum, but with Jay White gone, and we'll talk about him coming up here in a second. Other guys get to elevate, and then, and that's yeah. not a bad thing. That's a good thing. So I think Tama Tonga is one of those guys to kind of circle for 2023 moving forward in New Japan. He's a title holder. He's going to have different matches with a bunch of different guys, especially if they play the the open weight part into it where it's not just yeah. all heavyweights where you throw a, a junior in there from time to time, give him a little curveball to they play with. Do, they don't do that enough. No. Like, I, why not have Hiromu, well, now that he's junior champ, but okay, well, I was going to say that's Romo now. Yeah, I was about to say, Romo taking all the goddamn belts. <laughs> it would make for some interesting matchups. I, I wouldn't mind a title for title where it would end up being a draw, where both guys yeah. would have a, a nice match, a nice 30-minute match. It ends up a draw, and everybody goes their separate ways. I would totally be so okay also, with that. 
I want to say, I want to echo what, exactly what you said about Tama also for ELP. Like, mm-hmm. both these guys, I mean, it was a 27-minute match, and that was entertaining from start to finish. Like, no. There were no laws, there were no laws in the action. Agreed. They worked hard. They worked fast. So, like, these in a semi-main event on a huge show, frankly, these two knocked it out of the park and proved that they're capable of that spot. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited for both this year and i'd like to see a nice little new japan cup run out of both these guys too i mean i don't think either are going to win and i no. think we'll get into that but uh yeah great shit great no it was uh a nice showing for the lp i agree with you totally i think uh i'm not sure who's going to emerge at the top of bullet club if there's going to be a bullet club but it's but gonna be fascinating yes for, for sure elp is someone to to look out for but as long as we're talking about bullet club that's our segue Woo! We're going to talk about the Loser Leaves Japan match. Hikaleu versus Jay White in 26, I'm sorry, 2508. Um, Give me the shit, baby. Come on, bring it on. I was, I was, conv- <laughs> no, and you and I talked about this, and um, I don't know if I talked about, but I've said this on air or not, and I, I, I did, and I was doing it on our sound check, and I was like, you know what? For like five minutes after the match, I blamed Brett for Jay White losing. So, Brett and I obviously have a text thread going on just, you know, for just random shit, wrestling, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And Brett was like, what if Jay loses? I'm like, man, come on, dude. Jay White ain't losing. It's Switchblade. This is what we do. This is basically how we get up. Want to see him in WWE, which is crazy. Well, in this in this current landscape, no, in this current landscape, I wouldn't have a problem with it. In the Vince landscape, I would be very hesitant of that. No way in hell. Okay, and and, you know that's not even trying to be funny. I would. I'm just saying, no way in hell. Obviously, it's no chance in hell. But go ahead. Before we get into it, I want to say, like, when those rumors came out, like, Rumble season each of the last two years, right. like, I didn't buy them for one second. No, I just, I just Especially think... Especially after, after the Ibushi match, it's like, you're not... And they kind of botched his comeback, but it's like, you're not leaving all this money on the table with him. And, like, the run that he had, the U.S. of J, and coming back and winning the title was so good. But then, it, you know, his run as champ wasn't the best. But, At all. Um, the match, man... Holy shit. This also greatly exceeded expectations mm-hmm. for me. What a fucking masterful performance by Jay White. What a way to go out. <laughs> and he just, he absolutely made Hikaleo. Yes. So, like, if you're, and my buddy Azar was saying, like, New Japan, and when guys are going on their way out, always does a great job of kind of trying to make that next guy or put someone over, and it really means something. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is such a textbook case of this, because I'll be honest, even three minutes into the match, I was texting Azar. I'm like, there's, there's no way this jobber is retiring Jay White. <laughs> a little bit of a, but, like, a few years ago, Hikaleo sucked. You know, like he was obviously very green. Yes, very uh, yeah, on like New Japan was, strong a lot. Um, he was bad, and and honestly, in like the video package before this match, like I heard him talk a little bit, and I'm like, oh my god, there's a reason why we never hear this guy talk. You ain't shit. But <laughs> he proved in this match that he could fucking go. And again, Jay was incre- an incredible opponent, but man. I was so impressed with Hikaleo. Um, the guy's got something. You know, maybe it's going to take the right opponent to bring him out, but uh, that was I never thought he would be that good. 
Um, you know, even some of his facial expressions were good, but man, just the power slam that he hit, the, that first chop when he was on his knees after Oof. he just ate like 10 of them from Jay. And I think they even mentioned, like, sounds like a shotgun going off. Yeah, he was, like, on one um, knee or whatever, just blasted Jay, and Jay went down immediately. I was like, uh-oh, this might be a long <laughs> night, brother. <laughs> just, in, just in general, like, I was so hyped for this match just because of the uncertainty. And I really was starting to get that feeling, like, I think Jay might lose. Um, and even though, like I said, gun to my head going into the match, I picked. I would have picked Jay. Of course, but because of just the stakes, the circumstances, everything. I was just, I was laser focused on this match, and just like I had no idea what was going to happen. Took me on a fucking ride, and I loved every second of it. And Jay is just so good. Like his in-ring shit talking against Okada Dominion last year is the best I've ever seen. And he wasn't really doing that much of it here, but, like, he had his moments. Like, when he first hit that chop block, that first chop block, he's, like, crawling oh, yeah. over to Gato, and he's like, I got, I got him. him. Yeah, I got, I got him now. I, I was like, him. oh, yeah, it's my boy. I was like, oh, it's all now. He's going to start fucking your big ass up. <laughs> and then later in the match, when uh, Hikaleo was chopping him like crazy, he's like, come on, motherfucker. Yes. Come on, motherfucker. Yes. And, like, walking into him. Hell, Hikaleo was getting gassed, man. Like, he, he was barely ahead. And I don't even know if that was selling. I think he was just fucking cooked. And yeah. Like, <laughs> no, Jay just turned it on oh, for another man. level. And that's, and like you said, that's... I want to call it a passing of the torch because I'm not sure, you know, what the, the future lies for Hikaleo, but... He got over and went over all in the same fail swoop. This was Hikaleu's coming out party, for lack of a better term. I had, like I said, I was there was no way in hell I was thinking that Hikaleu was going to win this match. And even, you know, with the ebb and flows of the match, I was like, no, see, somehow, some way, Gato's going to get that's, involved. That's what I felt, too. You know, he slid that chair in at one point. Jay fucking Last and then when the rest went down, what happened? Blow, blow, blow. I was like, okay, okay. here it is. Here it is. This yeah. is how we do yeah. it. Okay, you know, good run, Hikaleu. <laughs> I'm patting you on the way back out. You know, consolation prizes on the way to the WWE, and that didn't. Yep. You know, that wasn't the end of the match. The two sweet was where I was like, oh, I know that's what this. I'm like, oh, shit. This is gonna happen. <laughs> Oh, damn. But how cool was that? that? Like, knowing that that was the end, I thought that was perfect. Like, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Like, that's just just be, like you know, I'm going to put it up. You know, can you, can you give it to me? You know, show me a little, little, little mercy, please, sir. Please, sir. Yeah, I'll give yeah. you the two, sweet, and then I'm going to yeah. choke slam the shit out of your ass. I was like, God damn it. And thank you for doing this for me. You made my career. Yes, pretty much. Hikaleu is should be on the way up. I'm not sure where this leads for him, but this obviously he's has another he's reached a new height. Yeah, whatever, whatever this Yeah, wherever you know, he was, whether it's low mid card or mid card or whatever, he has been bumped up. There's no question about it. When you beat someone of the caliber of Jay White and you do it in in this kind of a, a match where, you know, it's, it wasn't even, it wasn't, I wasn't expected it to be a squash, but just Jay White did every fucking thing he could possibly think of. And it didn't work yep. 
And that, to me, was the, what I took away from this match. Hikaleu stays. Jay White's on the way out. So let's just make this a two-part spinoff question. Obviously, you kind of teased it a little bit, so I'll just ask you directly. One, where does Jay White go? And then two, does this make Hikaleu an opponent for his brother? Do, are we bumping him up to an Okada kind of scenario because I mean that it, it's one or the other. I'm just not sure where we're going with this. I'll let you answer either one. Well, before that, one thing I wanted to say, I loved in the very beginning before the match even started, the two, and he finally <laughs> got the crowd. you know, it's like he's been waiting three years for that. Yes. That, that was another thing. It's like, okay, they're not going to lose. He's not going to lose. No, right. Fans are cheering him. He's been asking for it for years. No way. Well, uh, on the, just kind of on the flip side of it, I, I, I think that's kind of, you know, maybe, and I don't want to say the reason why he's leaving, but, this is the moment Jay has been waiting for, the fans to get behind him. And the crazy part, yeah. the irony is it's happening on the way out of the door. Yeah. This whole his whole title reign kind of felt a little flat. There wasn't, you know, great matches. It kind of felt like Okada was going to be the end game. And as soon as Okada won the G1, it was kind of like, uh-oh. Oh, man, yeah. damn. You know, this is getting ready to happen, huh? That match was really nothing either. You no. know, like, they're just, they could have done so much more and – they just didn't, and it obviously got overshadowed by Omega Osprey. Oh, without question. Frankly, should have main evented, but I understand. No, you you do what you you got the IWGP Championship out there. You you main event with that. It just yeah. it just so happened that that match unless was Wrestle Kingdom, <laughs> unless it's Wrestle Kingdom eight. Yeah, I was gonna say you know, uh, sorry not sorry. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, what were okay, we gonna say? Back, no, yeah, no. Back or first off, before I answer your questions again. <laughs> What's your rate? What's your rating? I gave it four and a half. Four seven five for me. No problem uh, with it. Like, yeah, it was like I couldn't quite go five. Like the rewatch, the rewatch definitely confirmed that. But like in the moment, it was pretty much five for me. Uh, but again, I was just on edge and hyped up. Okay, where is he gonna go? I definitely again with. Let's just say here's the three options. Right. WWE. Right. AEW. Right. And somehow stays in New Japan in America and maybe does impact whatnot. I think that's the least likely scenario. I agree with that too. But he, I'll start. I'll start with that. So he's got this Eddie Kingston match next week. Agree. That's the battle, battle wins, of the Valley. If he wins that match, that would be interesting, right? Because you know, if he's just going to go to WWE or AEW, like probably going to lose. Make Eddie again. Put Eddie Kingston over. Why not? Right. But. Uh, I was on the Tim King show last night. We were streaming for a while. I was drunk, but there were a bunch of us just talking <laughs> wrestling. It was awesome. But That's what's uh, up. Ivan from Circle of Debate, he's also a huge New Japan guy. He's he's like, I think Jay's staying, and he's going to build the New Japan brand, America brand, and they're going to start building that. Because like, they've already said New Japan Strong is kind of dead. Right. So they're going to do something. Again, I think it's a long shot. But that would be pretty fucking cool, like to have him as just the the ace of this new brand, and then mm. he can also do impact indies. You know, maybe shoot over to AEW. I don't know, but again, I think that's the least likely scenario. But it was at least an interesting thought. Yeah, I, I honestly hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, uh, AEW. I think 
I don't want him to go to AEW. And that was pretty much echoed <laughs> by everyone on this stream last night. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm a dog pile on that story. one. Yeah, it's the same story. The roster's too loaded. You know, he just would I don't think he'd get the opportunity to shine like he deserves. Agreed. You know, look at someone like an Adam Cole. Look, mm. I mean, there's plenty of guys. And I think he's going to be kind of getting getting back in the picture a little bit. But it just doesn't make sense, and it's not really a great fit at this time. Like, there's just too many too many mouths to feed, and really, let's be honest, only two hours of true meaningful programming every week. Like, Rampage every other week is a pretty much just a waste. No, I don't like it's good, fine, but it's not really building towards anything. No, I agree. It's it's more of a bridge show than anything else. It's not you know must see an hour watch of TV for sure. But I think and I want him to go to WWE. You know, like we said earlier, I think Unreal. you know with Vince, I know. <laughs> Unfucking real. Yeah, I know, but it's true. Like. Again, with Vince, no fucking way. As we said, like never would have wanted to see it. It wouldn't. Vince, there's that. Don't trust him to use him right. But Triple H, I do. And mm. the thought of a Jay White Rollins match, Jay White Cody match. I mean, there's plenty. Jay White Gunther. Uh, <laughs> I could go on. I could go on. Yeah. But like, you bring him in. I don't know when. I don't know if it's WrestleMania or some other. Time, but give him the Cody treatment. You you present him as an immediate superstar because you know we were talking last night. Like a lot, you know, a lot of casuals may not know who Jay White is. Right. Well, you got you better make them know who he is and give him that platform and that opportunity because he's good enough that he's going to draw people in with his promos and just with his antics. I guess. For <laughs> but like, I just I'm so interested and intrigued just to like see what he would be like on WWE television in this current era, because it's by and large, pretty, pretty good every week. You know, I would say it's above average virtually every week. I mean, for the most part now, and that was rare under, I mean, maybe get one good show a month. I don't know. I didn't really watch him anyway, but, uh, no, that yeah, man. Uh, yeah. That's pretty ahead. much all I got. I just, I just think that that's what makes the most sense right now. And you've got Finn there. You've got AJ there, yeah. and they've already started talking about and using the name Bullet Club on yeah. WWE television for the first time ever. So, yeah, yeah, I, th- I didn't want to go there. Here. Yeah, I didn't want to yeah. go there, but th- that to me was the first obvious one where Finn has said on multiple occasions where you know you guys owe me some money for you know jumping on my idea you know what i'm saying you know taxes are due motherfucker um that would be interesting i'm not just well i mean i'm mad at finn finn everybody loves bullet club but nobody wants to give the guy finn his love prince devin started this whole damn thing you know he, he, he gets no kind of credit whatsoever um if the bloodline does implode and let's just say roman goes away for six months Jay White is a perfect replacement for top heel for Roman. If if he yeah, if that that that's the way you wanted to go, you can immediately set up Cody, Jay White, like you said, Cody Seth, plenty of other matches you can go with. AEW makes a little sense just because it's Adam Cole, baby. Once again, it feels like that. Well, I shouldn't say once again. It feels like once again they have Bullet Club ties and. 
Adam Cole feels like he's kind of, you know, flipping babyface. If you bring Jay White in, now you have at least that connection. Now the problem with that is and he's and and he's already been there too. Right. So like he only did what a few few shows, but he's at least got roots there. And yeah. yeah, like he and Cole they kind of they had a feud already kind of like they were friends, but Jay White was kind of disrespecting him. So, yeah, that's it's a good point there. All leading to the forbidden door build or whatever the case may be. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. those things make sense. But in that scenario, both guys, both Adam Cole both and Jay White would need to win. The guy that lost would be, not be in some trouble, but just, you know, it wouldn't make sense to put him with with each other that early off in Jay White's uh, tenure in AEW. And like you said, I think I agree with you. The roster's loaded. There's guys that you know, I like that you don't really see. And if, when you do see them, it's 15 minutes and they're getting ready to, uh, to take the L putting a guy over that doesn't need to get over. So I would definitely worry about that. If it was me selfishly. Yeah. I like that third idea the best, (laughs) you know, you stay with, (laughs) don't leave me Jay. Uh, I would love the fact if they if that's what they wanted to do, and I, I had read that uh, New Japan Strong was going to be uh, taken off the air in some form or fashion, but they wanted to establish a an American brand of New Japan over here. Jay White would be the perfect poster boy for that. He obviously has wife here in the states, so it it could be the best of both worlds. Where if he didn't want to sign with WWE or AEW, that could be something that could be done, but. Ultimately, I think this ultimately leads back to AEW, or not AEW, but to WWE. I think the money is going to supersede all, and you will have the best of both worlds. He'll be on a worldwide stage more so than he was in New Japan and really would be able to have his name take off. That's where I think he'll end up landing. Yeah. I, here's another thing. I could see him just taking some time away, too. Like that, maybe, too. Like, maybe SummerSlam, you know, I I don't know. Like, that's the thing with Jay White is, like, he's got that farm. You know, he seems like he's just got a bunch of land, and he loves just chilling there with his – and he has a kid too, right? I think so. I I know he just got married, but I I don't – I want – I guess I can look that shit up. At any rate, like, I know – like, the Super J cast, I've referenced that show. They're awesome. And, you know, they've got some sources at New Japan as well, but they always talk about – you know, especially when Jay was not in Japan for a while, just like how much he's just chilling in his pool and like you see him barbecuing on Instagram and he's just loving life. So, but yeah, I could see, he seems like the type of guy that would maybe take some time off and not jump right into it. However, it is WrestleMania season. So uh, what better time to really make a splash debut? So, or maybe the raw after WrestleMania. Yeah, there you go. You know, in the past has been awesome, but these past few years, not quite as much. So maybe restoring some glory to that spot there. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be fucking fascinating, man. And, uh, wrestling's just great. Uh, just look, yeah, no shit. Just looked on his Wikipedia page and it does not say anything about him having kids. He got married on May, uh, sixth of 2022 to his longtime okay. girlfriend Savannah Price. He has both New Zealand and Dutch uh, citizenship. Yada 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 yada. I didn't know that. I didn't know he had Dutch. That's something. Yep. I guess. All right. There you cool. Go. Well, uh, 
Do we want to just breeze through uh, some of the rest of the show? I mean, I definitely want to talk through that uh, Never Six, man. Yeah, for sure, because uh, I like the the finish of the match and then the post-match, uh, the, I guess, naming of this new group. Um, yeah. House of Torture defending the Never Six-Man Tag Team Championships versus Minoru Suzuki, Ren Narita, and El Desperado. Uh, twelve fifty one bell to bell. Um, the usual house of fork. Uh, horse. Ah, let's try this again. The usual house of torture. Fucker. I just don't like these guys. I just don't like them. Let's try this the third time. The usual house of torture. Fuckery from the start kind of marred the match, but once the match got going, I thought it it was pretty decent. Nothing great. I gave it three and a half overall. Uh, the right team definitely went over, even if I, even if I didn't like House of Torture. I like the fact that you got these three guys in Suzuki, Renderita, and Desperado that seemingly have no kind of connection together, but they have the one connection, and that's a strong style kind of wrestling background. Desperado has been amazing in the junior uh division over the last two years especially Suzuki can be the old wise head on top you know mentoring Ren Narita at the bottom and making him a, a complete badass strong style is the name of the new six-man tag team champions I like the name I like the group the match was okay but like I said everything from the ringing of the bell anointing new champions and the post-match uh speech from Suzuki that was the best part outside of that it was a, the normal house of torture yeah. match See, I, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I think having that crowd boo the shit out of them was a lot more entertaining than just... Oh, dunking, no question. Because you know? in the clap crowd, you couldn't boo, and you don't want to clap for them. Right. So it was just like Dead silence. silence. <laughs> I would say I was probably more into this House of Torture match than any because of that. And, like, Ren Narita's my fucking boy, and they fucked him up out of the gate. You don't think I want to see him come down there and get his comeuppance? Yeah, they, they jumped his ass like it wasn't shit. I was like, damn. So, I was into this match. I mean, yeah, three and a half, three, seven, five. I'm not going to go above that, but, like, I really enjoyed this, and I love the team. I mean, all three of those guys are so great, and now there is this bond, this connection. I liked the slow winning over of Narita, you know, in those tag matches the weekend prior. Like, he didn't kind of trust them at first, and then after that second match, he did. Like, thought that's all been great shit. And, yeah, love those guys. Love the name. And, yeah, the Suzuki promo was great because that was, like, as a white meat of a babyface promo Dude. as you'll ever see. from, And he, you rarely ever see him talk, ever. And he's just putting over Ren Narita, and the crowd's loving it. And it's like, what's going on here? This ain't no murder, Grandpa. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for him to turn on. I'm like, you get ready to punch this dude, ain't you? You get ready to punch Red Reader. You go. I, I see what you doing. I see what you doing. You ain't fooling me. No, I love the fact that it's, it's a different Suzuki. But I love it. great shit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm excited to see what's next for these guys, and hopefully, um, you know, they have a run like that Chaos team mm. a few years ago, Ishii, uh, Yoshihashi, and Goto, which that was like one of the only memorable runs with this belt I can remember where they're having really good matches every time. So let's see it again. No, I think, uh, I don't think they they were going to waste Ren Narita with a, a, a V zero V one title reign. I think they'll, they'll hold this for a little bit. Hopefully they'll hold this for a little bit. A couple more matches I want to talk about. Um, one kind of bleeds into 
the Battle of the Valley, a match that I wasn't sure why it was happening until the post-match Okada uh, promo. Kenta versus Tanahashi. Uh, Tanahashi wins in 13:57. No step, no big deal in this in that scenario. Um, I like I said, I wasn't sure why this was happening. Two things that stuck out to me, obviously, number one, uh, the toothless Tanahashi up front. Uh, yeah. I had to rewind it so two or three times to make sure I wasn't tripping. But uh, that's just, God bless Tanahashi. I mean, just trying to do the right thing, eating the protein bar, and he's losing his teeth. He comes out, and he's going to wrestle a 15-minute match. You know, I'd be like, you know what? Guess who ain't wrestling you tonight? Tell he was trying to. He was trying to cover it, like, keep his mouth closed. You could tell he was. Now, I, I was waiting for him to pick up the mic, and I was just like, oh, oh just start talking. I, I turned it up. I was like, yeah, this is going to yeah. be good. And like I told you, I don't know if you've seen Kawada, but Kawada was yes. missing his front teeth like that, so I just, I loved it. I thought it was just a cool, different side of Tanahashi. Um, well, I thought yeah. it was like a mouthpiece in there, and I'm like, what the fuck? Tanahashi doesn't wear a yeah. mouthpiece. What the fuck is that? And yeah, the match was very solid. I mean, we've seen these guys go at it a lot recently. I fucking loved their Wrestle Kingdom no DQ match last year because I was the same way. See that side of Tanahashi, like he brought in that the pop from the crowd, which they weren't allowed to make noise, but when he jumped off that ladder, oh yeah, they popped. And then when that one and when um, Jonah squashed Okada are maybe two of the like largest noise crowd noises i can remember from the pandemic but uh i agree totally yeah, good, good stuff here nothing spectacular probably three and a half three seven five as well but uh no i, I, I gave it three and a half um yeah obviously if you've watched it if not spoiler coming up um okada calls out tanahashi for the battle in the valley on the 18th of february so they'll be going at each other for the iwgp title so you'll have now, I'm not sure which is going to be the headliner. If I had to take a guess, it's going to be the men. So let's not, you know, don't anybody, you know, I, we love women's wrestling here. You know, I get it. If if Okada wasn't coming and Tanahashi wasn't coming, you'd probably have the women on top. But I would assume it would be Okada, Tanahashi as the main event, and then Mercedes Monet and Kyrie as the semi-main uh, I think that's a nice little one-two punch, especially coming over for New Japan in America. Uh, that's the same uh, card that Eddie Kingston and Jay White would be on. So there's a lot of uh, intrigue, at least on the top of that card, to look forward to in that scenario. Last match I want to talk about, and I don't even really want to talk about the match itself. I wanted to talk about the post-match and what you thought of it. You had L.I.J. Ibushi. Ibushi. Uh, God, I want Ibushi to come back so bad. It just came out. It's Bushi, <laughs> Hiromu, Sonata, and Naito versus Taguchi. Uh, Shoto Umino, Tiger Mask, and Homa. Uh, L.I.J. goes over in 843. Post-match, you had Leo Rush throw down the gauntlet and challenge Hiromu Takahashi for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Thoughts on the promo? Thoughts on a, a probable IWGP title match with Hiromu and Leo Rush? I'm down as fuck, man. Uh, Leo is a guy, I'll admit, like, I never really cared too much about. Like, I, he was great in the ring. You know, he's so unique and fast and can fly around. 
but until the World Tag League or Junior Tag League this year, like, that's the first time, like, all right, this motherfucker, and it kind of brought the best out of Yo, which we'll talk about here shortly. Mm-hmm. The announcers have talked about ad nauseum since Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, but, yeah, those two just click together as a team, and, yeah, I think this is great. It's fresh. It's fresh, and that's kind of what I'll talk about in that Hiromu Yo match. Excellent match, but it didn't quite get all the way there for me, but I am excited about this and equally as excited. Robbie Eagles called out Leo Rush on Twitter. Uh-oh. Basically saying like, oh, I didn't realize all you had to do was post a video to challenge for the belt. Uh-oh. So maybe we have a little future uh, feud between those two as well. But uh, yeah, I'm all here for it. And uh, happy to see Leo Rush seemingly like full time in Japan because I think he's a great fit for that division. Now, I, I think the key word is you said was fresh, and that was the the biggest, I guess, question mark with Harumu winning the title again. Who is going to wrestle him? What matches are we were going to get? And obviously, off the bat, we've gotten Yo. We'll have Amasuka here on the twenty first, um, yeah. and then obviously from there, Leo, uh, Robbie Eagles. Other guys in Robbie Eagles has had a chance. Leo hasn't had a chance. I thought Leo Rush was really good in uh, MLW. Him and uh, Myron, Myron Reed had a really good uh, feud over the uh, their middleweight title. So now, if you haven't watched it, uh, something to go check out. But anyway, neither here nor there. I like Leo Rush. I just, you know, it always seemed like he his head wasn't. Yeah. His head and his heart were in the same spot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, I'll let you, you know, talk about it from that point. Um, now it feels like he's, you know, he's good again. You know, he feels like he, his heart and his head are, you know, all together and he's focused on wrestling. I think it's going to be a really good match. I'm, I'm not expecting Leo Rush to win, but I expect this to be a really fucking good ass match. Um, let's take a. I'd, li- I'd like. I'd like to see him win, if we're being honest. Because um, I think, like you said, like I'm as big a Hiromu fan as anyone, but he did not need to win that belt. No. And I just, again, it's just, this is fresh, and there's not really many fresh challengers for him. Like, yeah, I'd, of course, love to see him in Desperado again, but we don't Who need wouldn't? that. Wat- Watto is one, frankly, like, and we don't need to talk about the match, but I thought he was going to beat Ishimori. To I thought so, too. Start bumping start bumping him up after that awesome Wrestle Kingdom performance, but his time will come, and it's Kevin Kelly keeps letting us know Watto Mania is running wild. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't think Leo wins, but I'd like to see it. But uh, No, it's yeah. it's a classic case, if especially with uh, Hiromu. If you switch the title, you change the champion, a lot of these new, a lot of these matches that will come up will be new, fresh matches that you were talking about. So, I mean, there's something to be said about that. Um, Let's take a step back to the 2-5 show. And speaking of the aforementioned Yo and Harumu, let's just go ahead and start with that uh, as the main event. Uh, let's read my handwriting. Twenty nine forty two. Hiromu goes over and defends the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Um, I like the build, especially with Yo coming out with his own sketchbook. You know, copying off yeah. of a Hiromu. So that was a nice little twist of things. I thought their um, BSOJ final match was the best match they had until this one. This one felt it felt like it got personal at points. And the fact that it was physical 
pretty much from the start to the finish. Joe was not giving up that leg at certain points, even to the point where he was almost getting ready to get TQ'd. He was going to take that leg with him or die trying. I thought this was Yo's, one of Yo's best singles matches. Um, I'm not saying he's, you know, turned a corner yet. I think he's, you know, like that next tier of junior heavyweights down. You, the top guys, obviously, no particular order. Hiromu, Despi, um, Ishimori, and... Um, Kushida, that's MIA. Well, he was on Impact, I guess it was last week or whatever. But I would say, you know, those are your top guys. And then that next tier down, that's where I would have your Leo Rushes, the Yos, Robbie Eagles, so yeah, so on and so forth. So I thought this it wasn't necessarily a stretch to see Yo stay up with uh or keep up with uh, Hiromu. It just, it just kept thinking, you know, mate, is this is going? This ain't going to be the match for Rome lose. We got a lot of matches set up with this dude, right? It, it gave me enough of a pause to where maybe I thought, but in the back of my mind, once again, I knew Hiroma was going to retain. Obviously, he did and did it with some seconds to spare. I had it at four and a half stars. Yeah, and I know I, I don't want to say criticize the match to you over text, but I had some. I didn't like it quite as much as you, but it was still a really, really good match and definitely one of Yo's best matches. No doubt. I think I still prefer the best of Super Junior final despite Yo's bullshit or show's bullshit in that match. Like, <laughs> that, one, that one just kind of caught me off. It's like, whoa, we've never, ever seen this side of Yo. But this match was kind of, it felt like that evolution. And he is getting better. And this new character... I like that he's wearing black now. Like, the white just wasn't working for him. Um, like, the all-white, it just was – he looked like a painter. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I did really enjoy the match. But, yeah, I think what you were saying, like, we knew Hiromu was going to win. And, yeah, they did make it seem – but I think just in the back of my mind, I was just kind of upset that this was even happening. <laughs> like, the Hiromu, it's like – and then it just went long, and I just wasn't as engaged as I wanted to be, I guess. But it's nothing against either guy. Like, they worked their asses off. I think just my biases, I think, made me enjoy this a little less than maybe I should have. But I would like to rewatch it with just kind of like a fresh lens. Because, yeah, like you said, Yo's work on the leg was awesome. You know, Hiromu's always great at selling. Um, so, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to knock the match because, again, 4-2-5 is uh, still a damn good match. No, it, but, was, uh, it was good. I just wasn't as connected as I guess I wanted to be, you know, especially compared to, you know, the three matches we just talked about from the other show and, mm-hmm. frankly, some of these other matches that we're going to discuss here, uh, more so on the 2-4 show. But, For sure. Uh, yeah, good, good shit, and uh, we'll see what happens from here. Um. Going backwards once again, the semi-main event on this show, the one that I, I kind of had interest in because it's it's the litmus test for the World uh, TV Championship with obviously a 15-minute time limit. I wasn't sure how this was going to play itself out, but you had two guys that know each other, know each other well, and gave us a nice little match. Uh, 1438 the time, ZSJ retains the the World TV Championship in his first title defense. I gave it four and a quarter stars. This was – it was – I don't want to say it was the usual, but it just it felt like a faster pace. It was To me, this yeah. was Shingo and Okada and just in a 15-minute in a – 
a time limit and from the bell it just started and they kept it at pretty you know rapid pace there wasn't a lot of rest holds there wasn't a lot of you know submissions from well I wouldn't say that but ZSJ played his submissions and just like he normally does this doesn't work six seconds I move to the next one six seconds that doesn't work I move to the next one I wasn't sure how it was going to play itself out but I still like the fact that, that there is this world uh, TV championship that's running around, and hopefully Zach Zaber is the guy that can elevate it to, and it's got to be at least at the t- you know you know the the level of the never. I mean you know yeah. rest in peace. You know I, I see Tyler, we need you back, but um, yeah. I think at some point. ZSJ, speaking of a power vacuum, that's a guy that I, now that Jay White is gone, somebody else that you might want to circle for having a a big 2023, especially having his own faction and being a Gaijin, you know, that's that's something that's going to be missing. Will Ospreay, obviously, is one name that jumps off, but then obviously ZSJ is, the, is another. Neither here nor there. I'm steering away from the point. Thoughts on the world TV title match? Yeah, agree. Four and a quarter. Um, I think I prefer this slightly to the Wrestle Kingdom match against Narita because it was different from the usual with these two, and especially like the last six minutes or so, or really last like five. After the ten minute call, it just it's like okay. Yeah, now it's on. Both guys know you've got five minutes, so it's like it just cranked up immediately. Ishii, I can't remember. It was like some. It was a destroyer or some sort of like flipping type move that he did. I think I like kind of was like looking away for a split second and caught like the tail end of it. But he was doing some different shit, and yeah, just now was a destroyer. If I think about it right, yeah, the level of intensity. The last and first ten minutes were great. I mean, but it was like just pretty standard stuff between those two. And then it's like once that ten minute call hits. It's on. And that's why I love this belt and this concept. Like, we, we compared it to the Stardom High Speed Championship. Mm-hmm. It's like, you've got to set a amount of time. And especially if you're the challenger, all right, you know you got to get this pin. And, then, and it just builds that crescendo so well. And, uh, yeah, Zach, you know, he went for the Zach driver a couple times. I can't remember if he did end up hitting it initially, but obviously he – did hit it for the finish and uh yeah great stuff and just can't wait to see uh what zsj does with this belt going forward yeah the high hopes for him and uh tmdk speaking of which another nice segue into uh the tmdk versus bishamon for the iwgp world tag team championships uh 15 13 was the running time here it was a little short for my taste because Hoping they would get like twenty, but that's just me. Uh, Bishiman, well, I'm sorry, you know, if I wanted, I would, and I've said it, you know, maybe on Twitter, maybe I haven't said it on here, so I'll just say it for the record. Um, I like Mikey Nichols and Shane Hayes as a team, and I think you know the the tag team division, you know, needs quality teams. Them yep. staying, especially when Jonah leaves, you know, that's a a kudo. A, or, you know, coup, whatever you want to call it for New Japan. I was kind of hoping maybe they would win the tag team titles. So to be the little reward, perhaps, you know, have team, you know, question mark. Clearly that wasn't going to happen. Um, it was, this match was fine. I, I, I want to say that it was, it was actually a good match. Um, I had totally forgot about um, Mikey Nichols being with chaos until, 
they yeah. had mentioned that uh, pre-match uh, commentary mentioned that pre-match when uh, Goto and uh, Yoshihashi were coming down to the ring, and I, like I said, I totally forgot about that. But uh, that that was a nice little twist where you know you had that connection, so it didn't have the the kind of like you know heel baby face heat that you're accustomed to. It just felt like you know two good teams going after the title, and you know you can tell a story with that too. No problem with that. Um, like I said, personally, I would love to see. TMDK win the titles, but the story of Bishimon is is to make them this that tag team of the modern era. There was the Bucks before before them and other teams before them. This is just their time. So unfortunately, Hasten Nichols, wrong place, wrong time. Good match. I gave it four stars. You better believe I was fired up about Bishamon retaining here, man. <laughs> you mark. <laughs> I am a Yoshi Hoshi mark, and I'm damn proud of it. Say it with your uh, chest. I actually went 375, but I still you know, really enjoyed this. Nothing flashy, just a very, very solid tag team match. Um, I thought it was just a little slow at the start, but really kind of picked up, you know, second half of the match, but... Um, yeah, three seven five, good shit. Was very happy for the winner, but of course would have been fine with TMDK. And I did kind of think they would win. You know, Zach has the belt. They bring Kosei Fujita in, but I think they'll win these belts at some point, maybe even later this year. Um, where's Bad Dude Tito at? Um, what I'm trying to think to was I'd love to see him. I think he's on incarnation. I think he's on the way back. Don't quote me on that. Um, I'm trying to think which backstage interview was it. It was either the, the after the fourth or the fifth. His name came up, and Zach was oh, like, yeah. "You know, he's not going anywhere. Him. You know, he should be. He's coming back to and Japan." Blah blah blah. About him needing a new name or something. Something like that. Yeah. Talked about this because then they were like. I guess Zach had said something. He needs something more like British sounding or Australian sounding. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Okay. God bless so you. So it would be interesting to see if he gets a new name. But yeah, I just want to see him with this group because Teats is the fucking man. Yeah, he was uh, definitely one of the underrated stars of 2022 for sure. You know, Jonah got all the the shine and the flowers and deservedly so, you know, they put them over, you know, their biggest star, they being new Japan, put them over, put Jonah over their biggest star in Okada. There's something to be said about that. You know, him going to WWE, neither here nor there, like, like Jay white, he has wife here in States. So yeah, I'm not mad at that, by any stretch of the imagination, but like Brett said, bad dude, Tito was really good in new Japan, strong and tag matches, single matches. He was good in undercars for the, uh, the G one. So, I mean, there was, there's something to be said about his talent now. And, and they gave him that spot in the first cheering show back, right? The first match against Suzuki. So yeah. it's like, Hey, that you know, they don't just throw anyone in that spot. You know, I think that was meaningful to some degree. Like, we're going to put you with the first match with cheering fans and against a legend like Suzuki. And yeah, I think it was what, what a seven, eight minute match, but it was good stuff. So, uh, and yeah, I, I like what, what's going on with TMDK. Um, so I think he just slot right in, you know, kind of fit in as that enforcer for the group. He's the, yeah. You still, we totally stole my thunder. He, he would be the muscle of, uh, TMDK. I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I would totally look forward to that Fuji to be in the little sidekick. I love just a quick, a quick side note before we move to the two four show. Um, 
as you know, for those who don't know me or just listening for the first time, I watch when I watch a show, I watch the entire show from start to finish. Brett, God bless him, way smarter than I. He just jumps into the meat and potatoes. All three of these shows I watch start to finish. Look so. at you. <laughs> and stardom. And stardom. Oh, well, yeah. I was yeah. getting ready to say, I, I sent you. I know. off on me, baby. No, you bet. I better not be rubbing off you. That's just stupid. Um, the the uh, Stardom show you you needed to watch from start to finish because it was it was really good. And obviously, we'll talk about that here in a little bit as well. Um, I forgot the point I was getting ready to make. God damn it! <laughs> was there something like early in this show that you wanted to discuss? Fujita? Yes. Um, okay. Fujita, obviously, under the learning tree of TMDK, or more so under ZSJ, and. ZSJ was trying to show uh, Fujita how to do, I think it was a double wrist lock for a submission. And <laughs> he wasn't, uh, Fujita wasn't doing it right. So Zack Sabre Jr. comes in. He's like, no, no, no. This is how you do it. And he puts it on Fujita first. He's like, now you put it on him. So <laughs> Fujita puts it on, you know, fill in the blank is one of the young lines. And uh, he ends up getting the win and uh, a tap out victory or whatever. That's the little yeah. shit right there. Yeah. Okay, that's what's going to make me like Fujita whenever he comes back from excursion or whatever. Just a quick side note, we were talking about Shota Umino and the Naito connection. Obviously, we'll be talking about that here in a second. Naito bounced Shota Umino out before he went to excursion. That's why we're having this um, uh, I didn't realize 2019. I remember, Okada, I remember Okada did to Uemura. Right. And he had his final match, and Okada even gave him, like, a second Rainmaker. Is like, all right, see you in three or two, three years, whatever. So, like, that'll be ready-made whenever is ready, and they want to try and launch him up because he had a match, not to sidetrack, but he had a match with Speedball on Impact. I don't know, a month or two ago that was great. Yeah. So, you know, I think he'll still be away for a little longer since you've got Ren and Shota, but like, I could see him and like Yoda Suji kind of coming, coming back at the same time. time. Yeah. That would be, that yeah. would be dope. I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, Yoda Suji coming back. I think that's, that's oh, going to yeah. be real interesting. Did you happen to see his match with Ishii at RevPro? God, did I like, see that? Did I see three that? months ago. It was amazing, man. Like, you, Suji was doing flips and shit. It, it looked the like fuck? a completely different guy. Um, I'll find it and send you the link because it got me like way more excited for Yoda Suji than I ever was. Like he looked awesome. The last match I saw with Yoda Suji was the uh, World Quest show, and I can't remember. I think that was. Oh, wasn't that it? That was it, wasn't it? Or was it Rev Pro? I can't remember. Let me look. I want to say Ishii and I think it was the Royal Quest. Quest yeah, too, the, right? yeah. The more, yeah, the more and more I'm, we're starting to talk about is the more yeah. and more I think it, that you, you're it's Royal Quest too, and that's why, yeah, because now I do kind of remember that. Yeah, he Suji was showing his. Up. He had a different getup. Yes, like some kind of frilly. Like I don't know. He looked. He looked like a new man, and he hung with Ishii every bit. But yeah, I think he did like a front flip over the top rope. Sounds right. Yeah. Anywho, we've sidetracked, but uh, yeah, the future is bright. Future is bright for uh, Yoda Suchi for sure. Uh, let's jump to the two four show. Um, I'll I'll say it. Let's just start with the match that was probably the the worst of the three that I want to talk about. It was the main event, uh, Shota Umino versus Tessa United. Uh, Naito wins in thirty two eleven. Yeah. Um, 
I'll say it. I'm the Naito Mark, and even as a Naito Mark, I try to at least be honest with myself, if not with others, when it comes to Naito. I think there's you know times where I want him to win the title, and he wasn't going to. See, last year in 2022, you know, getting Okada back to the point where he was going to you know win the title back from Jay, and he had to beat Naito a couple times to do it. You know, I get it. This should have been Naito. Naito should have won this match to begin with. The fact that it went 32 minutes is my biggest problem with this. They could have cut. Not, not an engaging 32 minutes. No, this, this was the opposite of the Shingo Okada uh, main <laughs> event. They took their sweet time. And, I go, and don't get me wrong. I love Naito taking this sweet time, especially when you come to the ring. You know, this is Shoto Umino's big moment. Yeah, take your sweet-ass time. You know, make him wait. But then as the match progressed, it just slowed down to a grinding halt at certain points. Even Shoto... The crowd was not into, into it. Really. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say, uh, who was this? Shota, no, Shoto Umino was not the hometown kid here, but... Even even if it was, it's it really didn't matter. They didn't give the crowd a lot to get behind, and unfortunately, this dragged on way longer than it should have. It probably went ten minutes too long, but that's just me. I gave it three and a half. It was just it was hard to get through. Let's just call it for what it is. Yeah, three and a quarter for me. It was flat. I think I said to you like on text, like it was just flat as fuck. And like, I I don't like. I think, you know, Twitter, the internet, like, people are freaking out, like, Shota Umino shouldn't have been in that spot, and he's not ready, and blah, blah, blah. Let's calm down on that. You right. know, the guy's young. He's just back. It's a big main event spot, and, yeah, he didn't – he hit a single, you know, or maybe he flew out to the right fielder. I don't know, but you can't hit a home run every time. And the point – this is great experience for him, even though the match was not great, like – just being in that spot and knowing you didn't really deliver hopefully is going to make him hungrier for the next time and not kind of send him into a tailspin. Cause we know this guy's fucking got it. We were at forbidden door and he electrified that crowd. True story. You, the, the Osprey, both Osprey matches. I mean, the second one at the crossover show especially was excellent. I went four and a half on that. The crowd was loving it. Shota was fired up. You saw none of that side of him in this match. It was just, I don't know. It just something was off with him, and like I said, the crowd wasn't into it. So it was, it was pretty just quiet. And yeah, it wasn't a bad match, but like you said, it was way too long, and it just wasn't that interesting the whole time. But yeah, I was thinking three, three and a quarter. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think he's like I said, he's going to learn from this. He's going to be fine. And uh, let's just kind of move on. No, I, I agree with that. I, I'm not going to belabor the point too much longer. I think a part of the problem, well, two parts. Number one, um, Nio didn't do him much favors by sure. by yeah. playing into this slow tempo kind of match. You know, if, if there was a time where Nio needed to turn it up, this had been the time to kind of, you know, keep the crowd invested into it because the, the matches, the two matches beforehand, I thought – kind of I won't say took the life out of the crowd but they were so good so now here's this main event that's you know kind of lulling you back to you know you know not even to sleep but just bringing you back down I think that had something to do with it the matches beforehand Absolutely. and number Very 2 cool. like I said uh Naito didn't do the match it's, itself its favors I thought he could have yeah. 
he could have stepped I, his game up a little bit, kept the pay, pace going, so that yeah, way. It wasn't all on, wasn't all on show. No. You? Absolutely, you're absolutely right. No, this is, this is, I'm, look, this is more Naito. He's the guy that has the, you know, he's the veteran here. Veteran. He, yeah, <laughs> he needs to, you know, drive this horse, so to speak. So in this scenario, I expected him to, you know, keep this pace going, and it, this was a classic Naito match. This has been great against Shingo. Well, not against Shingo, but Okada or something like that. This wasn't the time to do it. He was was probably just getting his reps in to practice against Muto because that's going to be slow as hell and probably long. <laughs> okay, so... Like, I'm just going to mail this motherfucker in because I know Muto's going to mail it in against me, motherfucker. Okay, so are you going to... I had to take some time to shit on that guy. Oh, no, no, no. I, I want to add... I'll, I'm glad you brought that up because we might not get a chance to talk about it. So are you going to pay for this? This is obviously pay-per-view. I just I, I recently found this out. I, well, Wrestle Universe, oh, really? I'm like, oh, yeah, you yeah. know... It's the twenty first. I'm like pay per view. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Ooh, Brett gonna I mean, be mad. I'd be I'd be down to split it with you, or so. I don't know how because I probably won't watch it live again. I would guess. I don't know if you are, but uh, we'll talk offline. Yeah, I was getting but ready yeah, to say I mean, we'll talk about. It. I just I had to fuck with you about it because I was yeah. I was looking I at it. Yeah. I didn't know it was either. I just thought it was just going to be a part of the subscription. No big deal. Yeah, and yeah. for whatever reason, I clicked on it because I wanted to see the matches. And, you know, th- sometimes they'll show you the entire card. Other times they'll be like, you know, coming soon. And even if they, you know, yeah. even if they have the shit, it's be like still coming soon. I'm like, dude, you already had this match. You can at least update the shit. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's a not it's a monster uh, card. On it'll, be, it'll be worth paying. For. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm not, that's not even the point. The point was that I know how much. You can love to shit on Mudo. So I'm like, is he gonna pay for this? Man, I don't know if he's gonna pay for this. We might, yeah, I was already like, we might have to split this motherfucker and just call this shit even. Uh, let's jump back to the 2 4 show of New Japan. Uh, tai Chi versus Osprey in the semi main event. Um, 22.47 was the running time here, bell to bell. Will Osprey wins in a match that. The difference between Shota and Naito and Taichi versus Osprey, neither one had a had much of a build, but one was really superior than the other. This was the much more superior oh, yeah. match. Taichi comes oh, away yeah. again, looking strong as usual. Osprey on this tear to show the world that Brett's right and he's going to call another shot. Will Osprey is going to be the IWGP champion by the end of the year, if not by the Wrestle Kingdom. And now it's kind of starting to make a little sense because, you know, Connor's acting a little heelish, but, you know, neither here nor there. Um, I gave it four and a half stars. I thought this was another great Tai Chi match. I thought Will Ospreay just is amazing. I don't care what his Twitter persona is. I don't give a shit about that. I look look at what he does in the ring, and he made Tai Chi. Yeah, he made Tai Chi look like a credible ass opponent. Dare I say, someone if if Okada got caught on the wrong day could beat Okada in the New Japan Cup coming up. Could push Okada in a G one match, something along those lines. So for me, this was just another feather in the cap for Tai Chi. You don't have Kota Ibushi around anymore, so you you got to have somebody that can make Tai Chi look good. I thought Will Ospreay did an amazing job doing that. And 
it just like I said, I think Will Ospreay's on one of them runs where he's going to be the talk between him and Okada. They're going to be the two guys that are going to be running the talk of New Japan. I think for the majority of 2023 at the top. Oh yeah, and culminating in uh, Will Ospreay beating him at WrestleMania. <laughs> but but uh, four seven five for me. I told you this on text. I think it might be my favorite or the best Tai Chi match as along with that Ibushi match from the G1 a couple years ago. I don't, I'm not going to say which, I don't know which one's better, but they're both fucking great. And man, this was just a war down the stretch. Like I noted Tai Chi actually did the pants rip pretty early. Right. And it was like probably another like five minutes after that. And then they just got fucking real. Tai Chi's uh, hometown. Uh, that's yeah. that's the person I was trying to think of whose uh, hometown they were yeah, at in Sapporo right. for the, the two and four show. And would make sense, kind of why the crowd was a little burnt out for the main event. For sure. Um, but yeah, I, I've seen now so much wrestling since then. Like I can't really remember any like specific spots or sequences, but it was fucking awesome. Um, I liked how the announcers were referencing their uh, 2017 best of the super junior match and kind of how both guys have really just transformed and grown. And like, they were kind of shitting on that match a little bit and saying like, look what these guys have become. Right. So I thought that was pretty cool. I remember they had a really good match, I think in like the 2021 G one, but nowhere near this level. No. And, uh, yeah. Like you said, I mean, man, I really, really wanted Tai Chi to win, but knew he wouldn't. But like you said, he looked like a million bucks. And dare I say, without seeing the bracket, Tai Chi may be my early pick to win the New Japan Cup. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) You just put that out there. You just put that out there. No, go ahead. Go ahead. None of the major players right now seem to make a whole lot of sense to win. Okada, Shingo. Shingo just had his challenge. Naito challenged twice last year. Osprey, we know they're building the long game to that. Right. just those names off the top of my head, but like Taichi in the spot, new Japan cup winners often given to someone that's kind of like that upper mid card. Right. Like DSJ's won a couple of times, mm-hmm. you know, and I was just kind of racking my brain thinking like who would make sense to win it. And ELP? we haven't seen, he's another name. Obviously we haven't seen a bracket, but so four names, those two Taichi ELP, Jeff Cobb, great O'Connor. Okay, I I'll, yeah, I was two. thinking about Jeff Cobb before we uh, probably Cobb more so than Okan because he and Okada have history. Right, Khan is the Rev Pro champ, so they may not want him taking too many L's. Mm-hmm. And frankly, he might not quite be at that level quite yet. You know, like I, I would put Taichi over Great Okan in terms of the pecking order, no doubt about it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think those are the early names to to think of again we haven't seen a bracket i'm excited to see a bracket you know will we get people coming over from america perhaps impact at AEW strong um i know we've signed her and he's awesome no i, I would it's sad to not have uh miho abe with him i will say that mm, god bless that girl just Ride or die, check boy. Yeah, we, the white gear he came out with. I was I tripped off of that. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, so you're the <laughs> yeah. baby face he looked tonight. Good, man. He looked good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. 
it was totally different, and it, it I told you I, that should have been one of the things that have been the first thing that came out of my mouth because I mean it was just like what the fuck? Okay, all right, oh okay, so you're baby face tonight. Got it. Let me just add one more thought on my Tai Chi winning the cup because it would presumably be to challenge Okada. And right. you mentioned like he pushed him multiple times. New Japan Cup last year. He wanted you know not have had I think on a Mac book. Um, so again, there's uh oh, I just went for a sec. But uh, there's history there between the, those two, and imagine how great. Tai Chi looked against Osprey, how great he would look in a valiant losing effort for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship against Okada. So, again, in terms of just like making new, uh, making new stars to some degree, but again, like Tai Chi's now kind of the leader of his own faction. You know, it ain't Taka Michinoku. No, hell no. I think this is just kind of a a great way to build, to, to elevate Tai Chi up the card even further. So, yeah. If, if Tai Chi wins the New Japan Cup, you're not allowed to make any more predictions for a little bit. We, you, you're going to have to save that shit for like, you know, like like shit when we need it. <laughs> Jay White can't leave shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the last match I wanted to talk about for that 2-4 card is uh, Doki and uh, Kanemaru versus TJP and Francisco Akira. Catch-22 versus Doki and Kanemaru for the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championships. 18-24 was the running time. Catch-22 wins in, a, like you said, a barn burner of a match. Um, I wasn't sure about Kanemaru at as I've started to watch New Japan more, and especially with the BSOJ, Kanemaru, I, I wasn't having too much of a worry about it. I think he would have been fine on his own if you got him a partner, because obviously Suzuki-Goon breaks up. Doki makes sense. Obviously, same faction. I was more worried about Doki moving forward, but I don't think we got to worry about Doki for too much longer. Oh, he no. he's, he's kind of stepped out of the Suzuki-Goon shadow and started to remind me of the doki that i remember when he first came in from mexico or whatever not flying off of shit like he used to all the time that's the dude i remember i mean anything that was high and wasn't you know it was and was stable he was going to jump off that he's kind of dialed that down a lot but this was reminiscent of those times connor is as solid as they come tjp well if, if you haven't been watching had a kayfabe injury coming into the match and uh, the former Suzuki Goon team exploited it. Uh, I think it was the leg or the knee. Well, one or the other. Yeah. It was the, yeah, I was about to say, I think it was the leg. But anyway, neither here nor there. Um, once again, I thought this might have been a chance to, if you wanted to flip the titles to Doki and Kanemaru, I would not have had a problem with it, especially with the run that Doki's been on as of late. But United Empire does retain, like I said, in 18-24. I gave it four and a quarter. Four and a half for me. I love this. Um, I thought TJP sold the knee so well the whole match, and it was like it was affecting their offense. Right. They're such a good double team team. And, like, I think there was a time he was, like, trying to pick a guy up, and, like, his leg collapsed. And mm-hmm. Kanemaru was fucking relentless on him the whole time. And, man, this allowed Akira to shine. Like, I for thought sure. Akira was awesome. And, like, that's a guy I've loved ever since the first match I saw of his. Um, he's just, he's so spunky and energetic and just, he's so smooth. 
both these guys are so smooth. Like, I really, really love Catch-22. And as much as I love Doki and Kanemaru, I'm glad this rain is continuing. If you recall, I had actually picked Yo and uh, Leo at Wrestle Kingdom, but I'm glad Catch-22 is still holding it. They're just such a great team. And I feel like there's just a lot more great matches they can continue to have. And I think uh, like with this performance from Doki and Kanemaru, I'd love to see this match again, you know, maybe three, four months down the line. If Catch-22 still has the belt, and then maybe you put it on them at that point because the crowd was fucking into this. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, but all four guys, hell of a performance. It was, what, like 18 and a half minutes. I thought it was worked at a fast pace, but it was grounded a lot because of the work on TJP's knee. Mm-hmm. And then Akira just went nuts the last few minutes. And, uh, yeah, just absolutely, again, exceeded expectations big time. Uh, this is probably, frankly, one of the best junior tag matches, junior tag title matches of the last, I don't know, five years, you know? Um, I was trying to think. The one that came to my mind uh, pre-COVID, it was mm-hmm. – uh, when it was the Eagles and Osprey were a team against ELP and Ishimori. I think they had, maybe, it, were they in Australia? No, it was in Australia when Osprey Eagles went one-on-one, which was awesome. But they had, maybe Royal Quest. I don't know. They had a match that was like four and three quarters, and that was like the best one that I could remember up until this one. I'm sure I'm forgetting some. But, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. sure, yeah. Dude. I thought, I thought this was excellent. No, I thought it was really good, too. Like I said, it, it made Doki look like a million bucks, like you said. Uh, and Kanemaru just, is just that steadying force that made everybody just look smooth all the way around. I thought this was very well done. The right team went over. No problem with that whatsoever. Um, I can't think of anything else because everything else kind of overlaps each other. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's solid right there. You, you want to talk a little? Let me th- ask you. Let me ask you real quick. Do yeah. you have any New Japan Cup thoughts predictions? I mean, obviously, we, I imagine we'll be seeing a bracket in the next couple of weeks. weeks yeah, perhaps, I was looking. We can hold off, but wasn't sure if you'd given it any thought. Yet. No, not until like right now. But I love okay. the Tai Chi call. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I was just looking at you know the list of matches that. Uh, that were going through New Japan the last three days, and I'm like, you know, who are you know who are possible guys? You know, well, like in the case of Tanahashi, you know, he's already pretty much set. Um, ELP and Tai Chi, I thought were the two guys. ELP was the one that you were uh, when you were talking Tai Chi. I just looked over there. I was like, yeah, I can see ELP doing this yeah. because you know, ultimately, it's. It's a more of a bigger question with that. It's you know, what's up with Bullet Club? Is this uh-huh. Is this going to be? Is this the end of the Bullet Club, or is this going to just become a power vacuum where somehow, some way, you know, one of these guys, God forbid, I, I'm, I can't even believe I'm going to say this, but since we put in bad juju out there, God forbid, if evil, you know, rises back up to the top and takes over Bullet Club, you know, that's something that you know you're going to have to you're, you're going to have to worry about there because I mean. House of Torture has been a laughing stock for a hot minute, but for whatever reason, they still get pushed fairly strong at times. You know, I mean, they haven't been, you know, never weight champions, you know, twice for nothing. It's not like Evil didn't beat Naito to uh, the win the Undisputed 
IWGP Championship. Granted, it was in a you know a pandemic time, but I mean it still counts. No matter how you want to slice it or dice it, I wouldn't be surprised to see Evil win this Joker either. So I mean, there's names oh, out there, no. but good. No, I hadn't I hadn't thought about that, but that's that's a good point. I mean, he's been there before. He's definitely been knocked down the card a little bit. I think you know he's not quite at that main event level anymore. But you're right if. Cock Togo wants to. He can slingshot him right up there. Um, but I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I know, I, I, but, look, I hope I'm wrong. I'm I really do. Because we got at least. Gotta at least prepare for it. But, <laughs> if yeah, he wins like two or three right. matches, I might be on the roof of this apartment complex. <laughs> He's got a job. <laughs> What's wrong? Evil's won to the He's going to the finals. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck my life. Well, remember he did. He did have a, that finals appearance against. Or didn't he, he won it? He beat Okada. That's right, to get the challenge on Naito. Right. So he he ain't winning it again. ZSJ just won it for the second time. They're not going to give a two-time winner again. Fresh, fresh, fresh. Okay, fresh. God damn it. <laughs> let's keep that <laughs> keep that good juju going on this one. Yeah. All right. Let's flip the script. Let's talk a little starter for a little bit. We're going to talk about the. the 12th anniversary show so obviously with the music coming in it's making me sad it should be a happy song because it, it, it kind of makes me want to you know get my little boogie on you know find a find a little cute little uh, hottie on the dance floor be like hey girl and it's not the dance party anymore, unfortunately, for two reasons. Number one, obviously, the reason that we're going to talk about here in a little bit was they and they being uh, Micah and Himika lost the guys of Stardom Tag Team title match to uh, Nane Takahashi and you, which obviously I thought was a really good match. We'll talk about that here in a second. But the bigger thing I wanted to talk about, the more important story, is unfortunately Brett threw me a curveball. I guess it was sometime this week. It was like Tuesday or Wednesday that he sent me a, a text that from the stardom, um, I guess, uh, English translation Twitter page yeah. that Himiko is going to retire at the age of 25. Her final match, she wants it to be against Micah. I believe it's the uh, February 25th show, if I'm not mistaken. It's coming up pretty soon. So I thought it was like May. Is it May? I think yeah, I think it's like May twenty fourth or something. Okay, like I might have got my I got my got my maze. I was just obviously still kind of flabbergasted by yeah. the whole thing because I, I thought this was him. I thought was someone that had, had at least white belt material written all over. She had no a, a nice uh, battle with the white belt against Julia. She battled Shuri for the red belt. Obviously, falling short both ways, but it, at least for me gave me hope that there was something that at least the white belt would be in play. Obviously, her and Michael uh, won the guys at Tag Team Championships. They uh, had a chance to win it again and didn't. I'm just curious, and then obviously I'll pass the mic to you. You can uh, you can speak on it. I'm just curious on on the why, why, why she's retiring. I hope, hopefully it's not, you know, health-related where something is going south and she needs to retire because it's it's best for her health. That's the case. And, you know, obviously so be it, but 
like I said, for me, I always thought Micah, I'm not Micah, Himika uh, had a had a high ceiling and injuries derailed it for about a, a about a six months, nine months stress, and then she came back and then it finally looked like she was healthy again and now she's gonna retire. So for me it's a little disappointing, but I I mean if she's doing it for the, all the right reasons then she's gotta go. I totally understand that. Brett's first thought on uh Himika's retirement. Yeah, I'm bummed. Um she's definitely been one of my favorites since I've gotten into stardom. I think one, because she's so unique, you know, she's one of the bigger girls and she's just a fucking tank, you know, she'll run you over, but she's like so cute too, and like, <laughs> you know, but she's a fucking badass. So like, that's attractive to me, but uh, no, she, she's just, she's a unique person on that roster. And like, I loved her and Micah as a team. Yeah. The match with Shuri was awesome, but she just always brought the energy and I'm just such a big fan. And, uh, yeah, I was shocked. I saw, like, something on Instagram was the first thing I saw. It was, like, this Japanese photographer I follow, actually, who, like, right. does wrestling photography. And it was it was in Japanese, and you can translate it. It was a picture of Himeka, and I'm like, it's something about her retiring. And I'm like, what the fuck? And oh, then shit. I, pulled up, I pulled up Twitter, and sure enough, it was true. So, yeah, like you still uh, – I don't know if reeling is the right term, but, you know, just like, damn, didn't expect that, you know, 25 years old, like you said, um, you know, indicate there's no indication of it being anything health wise. I mean, we haven't really heard. Um, I was going to pull up that one tweet I sent you like because she said something about like wanting to go out on her terms or something here. I got and this was the translation from her Twitter okay. when she she posted a picture with her and Rossi Ogawa says, I will retire from wrestling in May, five years into my career. I'm 25 years old. I have no regrets about this. Only a few shows left. I will be big, strong, and cute. You better fucking believe it, you mm-hmm. will. I will run through to the end in my own way until the very end. Please support me until the very end. So, mm. I don't know. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll hear more. Maybe we won't. But, yeah, like you said, just hope she's uh, – Yeah, I hope she's okay. Wish her well, and sure. uh, yeah, I don't know. I hope we can still see her uh, in some form or fashion, in some media, in some way, because she's awesome. But uh, yeah, a little, uh, little missed by this one. But uh, yeah, wish her well, and uh, thank you for all you've done to entertain us. Five years. That's crazy, man. Oof. Okay, that's that's wild. We got that out of the way. Yeah, that I was just trying to say. Ugh, ugh. All right, let's uh, yeah, let's start at the top. Uh, well, pre-show uh, dark match. Um, you had the Mayu Iwatani tournament. The winner gets to call their shots for any title that, that they wanted to choose. I made a mistake last week and said it was 15 minutes. It was five-minute matches. And then from that point, winners move on. If, if there was a draw or uh, we hit the five-minute time limit, both people were eliminated and we moved forward. I didn't. I wasn't sure what this was going to turn out to be. But this was a lot more entertaining than I'd anticipated. I'm not one that likes a lot of comedy when it comes to my wrestling, especially when it comes to strong style wrestling, Joshi wrestling, pro Rishu, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Um, A little goes a long way for me. Okay. Mm -hmm. This was a lot more entertaining 
even with the comedy spots in it than I had anticipated. A surprise winner at the end. I'll I'll let you talk about that, and then we can talk about the surprise winner because it's amazing how you know they they set up to to where all of a sudden now it, I won't say it fell into this person's lap, but it, it just so happened Pretty to be much. right place, <laughs> right place, right time. But yeah, uh, I thought. I, all in all, I thought this was well done. It was a, it was a different way to get people on the card. I'm not a huge yeah. fan of the Stardom Rumble. It doesn't usually amount to anything, and it's it kind of is a little boring. This was different just because it got it achieved the same goal. It gets everybody on the card, and at the end, you got a reward for whoever the winner was. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I think I texted you. It was really fucking long, but yeah, uh, yeah, it it was a nice showcase for many, many people. And I think the highlight for me, no surprise here, was uh, Mariah May and the Toxic Spider. That's what. I just thought those, and I saw Mariah like posting on Instagram, like this was my first singles match. You know, this was awesome. Blah blah. Like you could tell, like that was a big spot for her. And uh, I just love the Toxic spider-man she's fucking awesome and like it, and also they kind of made you forget that this was over the top rope as well because yeah. i'm pretty sure this was the only match that ended that way because didn't she like take her out with her legs and like flip her over, over the top rope like yep. dangling, dangling there but i think that's how she was eliminated but you I'm are correct si. i'm surprised more people didn't go for that because more often than not these were just kind of like five-minute sprint matches and no one was really trying to eliminate each other so i think that would be like my only critique is that i wish that was kind of done a little bit more i thought that totally would have made it maybe a little more exciting but uh yeah for what this was this was very entertaining and a nice way to see a lot of people and i don't even think you mentioned the winner but i did kashima saki kashima uh the, one of the low rungers on Odeo Tai and usually is kind of more of a comedy type wrestler. I mean, hell, she beat Shuri in a five star where she was petrified of her. Like, no I thought shit. that was so awesome. Like, that, she was playing like the scared little girl. I think they're going to have like an MMA match coming up here in a little bit. Uh, I think it's sometime in March if I saw it on uh, Fightful. Wait, uh, who? Shuri and uh, Kashima. No shit. Yeah, I'm like, oh Jesus that's Christ! Amazing. You you're gonna try to get this girl killed, and then she's gonna roll up oh, fucking. She's gonna you know awesome. do some crazy shit where she has Shuri in a, some sort of weird ass uh, submission to tap her out. Okay, I, I can totally see this. I love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, I think she announced she's challenging uh, Azumi for the high speed title, which I'm sure there will be plenty of shenanigans. But uh, oh yeah, should be a fun match. Should be a fun match, and uh, yeah, this was cool. Oh, I liked it. I was going to say it was a nice, uh, nice dark match. Nice, like I said, an alternative way to get other uh, female talent on the uh, on the the card itself. Just a, a side note: uh, I did write this down because I thought this was interesting. They announced again the tournament, the Cinderella tournament, starting on March 26. It's a 36 woman tournament, so this would be bigger than what they did last year. Obviously, the biggest they've done in their history. Almost, you know, fingers crossed, leads me to believe there will be more foreign talent coming in for this tournament this time around. Anybody that you can think of off the top of your head that hasn't been to stardom that you would like to come in 
for the Cinderella tournament? Shit, man. Put me on the spot here. Um, That's what I do. I'm the host. Like, I don't know. Well, I'm co-host. <laughs> I don't really see... I don't really see anyone from AEW. I don't know. Like, you know, obviously Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm and right. Thunder Rose, like they've all been there and they're not, not going to send any of them over, I don't think. Um, I don't know. This is kind of a weird, uh, but I'll say Billy Starks. I mean, she's already been in TJPW a couple mm. times. I know she's going back over there. Mm. Um more like Millie McKenzie. I, again, mm. I don't know if there's any crossover. Like, if you've been in TJPW, if you would also go to Stardom, or if this is like a different pool that you, you know, like right. WWE versus AEW. Like, right. are they going to be sharing talent? Maybe not. But uh, I don't know. I'd have to give that one a little more thought. But uh, I wasn't. I didn't even know it was 36. So should be interesting. Trisha Dora was the first one of the first per- uh, people I thought of yeah, when. Yeah, that's uh, a good one. When this came up, she's also somebody that was uh, that was featured in uh, TJPW. Seen her in uh, ROH. How about I, like a Alley Catch? Yeah, you know, I know she's big in like GCW and things. You know, I'm just trying to think of like big indie big names, indie names. Yeah, there. for sure. Because I was going to say that I don't want to think of AEW names because you just never know if you could get them over. Yeah. But yeah, someone. Anyone along? I love the Millie McKenzie yeah. uh, call. I think like that's deny, deny Kai. You know, yeah, like she's that. on the. Uh, she's actually over in uh, W. Yeah, she's on there. Uh, so they're just stealing all the foreign talent. <laughs> I say like, you ain't getting none of these. To, uh, to fucking yeah, like it. So yeah, uh, I, w- I would be interested in uh, once again. Uh, that bracket hasn't come out, or I, I don't even know if they're going to do a bracket. I'm, I'm not sure how the hell they're going to do this one. So yeah, very interesting in that scenario on the Cinderella uh, forethought of how they're going to do it. A lot of you know participants in it, and it should be interesting. One of my I love tournaments, obviously. Like I said it before, one of my favorite tournaments of the year that and the five star. Um, next, well, I guess the opening match, the curtain jerker, if you will, for the twelfth uh, anniversary show. You had Unique Wear versus Classmates. Classmates being, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that would be Kojima, Hazuki, and geez, Louise. Let me look at my notes here. Um, I know I'm pulling Asadi, up uh, Ida versus uh, make sure I'm saying this correctly a unique wear that would be uh, Starlight Kid Rukuka and uh, Haruka Yukazami. Um not much here as far as I was concerned it was um, classmates win this was a triangle tournament match um did I get the running time on this? I believe I did. Hang I've on. I've got 903. Nine oh okay. So, yeah, like I said, not much happening here. Um, Just nice to see uh, Starlight Kid and Hazuki. Oh, I know. I know because I texted you. I fucking hate Koguma. <laughs> I think, wasn't that? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't really, but the whole... Yeah, the, the, yeah, the the bear thing. I'm not a huge not fan of, and when she has people chasing her around on the outside of the ring, I can do without that. That's just me. Yeah. Call me what you I'm wanted. With, no, I'm with you, but yeah, I, I just, it just remembered. Or I just remembered I had texted you something slandering Koguma, but uh, no, that, that, shit, slander away. This is though. Yeah, <laughs> and, and look, I'm like I was saying, the Cinderella tournament's coming up. They owe her one from five star. That's all yeah, I'm gonna say. For real. 
Okay, I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna put that one right there on the shelf. Uh, yeah, the Zumi, Tabi, and Lady C versus the returning, returning Konami, Shuri, yeah. and Ami Sure. Uh, 11.25 on this. Uh, Lady C taps out to Konami. Uh, good to see no Konami come back. Not much of a surprise here. Um, I'll, anything you want to add to this? I was going to say. I mean, it was better than the match before it, for sure. But, yeah, still nothing that'll light the world on fire. But, yeah, it was nice to see Konami back. Um, I thought Lady C had a pretty good performance here. Or maybe I'm thinking of a different match. Well, no, <laughs> I, 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 I think I am. No, it, but whatever. That's, what that does, to Nothing me, that's... To home about here. No, it, that's the crazy part about Lady C, because there's times where I'm like, oh, okay, she, you know, I, I think she's turned the corner. And there's, you know, times like this, yeah. she taps out to Konami. And, I mean, it's not that, you know... She, it's not like she had a choice. She's going to tap the fuck out. I know, but there, I keep thinking I there's I that one time where, you know, it's going to be, oh, she's getting ready to get elevated. It never happens. The match I was thinking of, because she's teamed with uh, Micah and Hameka, right? Or she's teamed with, like, people outside of her faction in the right. Triangle Derby. So it was her it was, going against the Queen's Quest team where she put on a nice performance, yep. even though I think she might have still gotten pinned. But yep. that's what I was thinking of. Um but yeah, I think let's just talk about this next match because this is something to really get excited. So yeah, so this next match, um, Mirai versus Chichiro Hashimoto. Um, I wasn't sure who uh, Hashimoto was. Brett and I had talked about it. He wasn't sure. I wasn't sure I w- that this was going to be my first introduction to uh, Hashimoto. And I was, I was just blown away. I just, I never... Oh, yeah. I never, and I'm, the, I'm not saying that Mirai is uh, the top of God's eye. Obviously, Shuri is the man, or in this case, the woman. And she's we'll, damn good when she gets the opportunity. Yeah, Mirai, yeah, yeah, and obviously, former uh, Cinderella winner from last year. So, I mean, this this wasn't a pushover type of match. I just wasn't sure what we're going, what we were going to get from the other side, and from the other side, and. Hachimoto was a bowling ball. I oh yeah, it was. I won't say one sided, but it was a lot more one sided than I anticipated. To the point where obviously post match Shuri came out, and now they're going to run a Shuri Hachimoto match. I was so yeah, right. I was so intrigued with. Hachimoto, I had to do a little YouTube dive and I ended up watching her versus Saray, who went to uh, NXT. I'm not sure if she's still there or not. That match, uh, Saray versus Hachimoto, was really good. So I'm like, okay, so you're going to have this bowling ball of a woman going against the former Red Belt champion? Shit, sign me the Let's fuck up. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, Agreed. This well, what was your rating? Um, I'm sorry. I gave. I'll just go back one. Uh, I gave that six woman tag with uh, Konami in it three and a half. I gave this three at seven five. I wanted to give it more. It's just. Oh man! It was so one sided. It was so oh. one sided, and I, I don't want to say one sided. It was really good, but it needs to have a little ebb and flow for me to for it to get higher. Don't get me wrong. This was really good. It introduces Hachimoto to me and others who don't know her, but I can't rank it that high when she's basically kicking Mira's ass all over the ring. Hey, 
I did. Four and a <laughs> half for me, baby. I, I loved this. And I thought, I thought Mirai was great as well. Like, she, you know, she did take a beating, but she took it fucking well. And Indeed. I just, it's hard, it's hard to describe, and I want to watch this again, but just, this was just so well worked. Like, they did, the chemistry was awesome between these two. Like, like I said, the Hashimoto dealt it out. Mirai took it like a champ, but she also showed that fighting spirit that I just kicked back to one of my favorite matches from the five-star last year was Mirai and Suzu Suzuki. Mm-hmm. Kind of got a little bit of that side of uh, Mirai here, but obviously she just got overpowered. But she's got that, that like, you know, when the chips are down, just let's just fucking go at it. And uh, I thought she gave a hell of a performance here. But, yeah, Hashimoto, definitely the story. Just everything looked so pummeling and devastating and smooth. And, like, they had some great – both of them had some great mat work and submission work, like – some great suplexes, striking. Like, for me, this had everything. And, again, I was just locked into it from the get-go because – so I had at least heard of Hashimoto. I think right. I told you uh, she came across my radar. She had a match with Asuka, not the WWE Asuka, right. but Asuka, it's all caps. Slash. She also goes – or they um, go by Venny. I know mm-hmm. it's, uh, I think, gender-fluid thing, but – they is the proper pronoun. Um, Asuka Veni. Anyway, big fan of them. Watched some of their matches last year. But I saw Hashimoto had a match with Asuka on cage match that was rated high. I'm like, okay. And I watched some clips of her. I didn't see the match, but I'm like, this bitch has got something. <laughs> so it was nice to actually see her. And, yeah, like you said, she hit a home run. Um, but, yeah, like I want to give Mirai a ton of credit, too. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Don't don't this don't take it as this was a bad match because I gave it the three and a half. No, not not at all. No, this was a, to me, it was the coming out party for Hachimoto because the way I looked at it, well, damn, she just beat, you know, last year's, like I said, Cinderella winner, and that shouldn't be overlooked. Mirai is, yeah, Mirai is one of the, you know, if you if she's not top tier, and I don't think she is, she's that white belt. She's in the white she's belt rise, conversation. Rising, rising star, no right? Doubt. I mean, under the wing of Shuri, she's she's got that spot. Um, but yeah, can't wait for that match against Shuri. Holy shit! But uh, I'm definitely. I know the her and Sari or Saray had like two matches that were really highly ranked on cage match. So uh, I'll definitely have to do some digging on her as well. But. Uh, no, yeah, she fuck up fuck on them, that. Up. Yeah, that. yeah, I'm I'm ready. Have they announced when that's going to be? I haven't looked on um, their Stardom Twitter page, or at least the uh, English com- uh, version of their Stardom Twitter page, in a couple of days. But I, something for me to do before the uh, the big game starts here in a little bit. Uh, yeah. Three more matches to talk about. Uh, obviously, we will talk about now the aforementioned. Himika and Micah challenging for the guys to start up tag team championships. Unfortunately, losing and maybe this might have been uh, the shadow of things to, to uh, foreshadowing of things to come, so to speak. Eighteen fifty four was the running time. Uh, the champs retain. Um, I thought this was a really good match. It was. I they had they got my ass again. I really thought that. Uh, well, I was hoping that DDM was going to win to begin with, and there was a couple of times where I thought the match was over, and then uh, either you or Nene Takahashi made the saves. It just it 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 felt like the crowd was deflated 
at the end mm-hmm. on the three yeah. count. And even Nene Takahashi said something about that post-match. was like, you know, are you upset that we beat your favorites? And they, and there was no real response to it. I was like, uh, yeah, I think they are upset. Yeah. I'm kind of pissed yes, off too, are. bitch. So you're, yeah, st- you're starting to piss us all off. <laughs> so, oh, I'm going to go in on her even more. So, so in yeah. that scenario, I really felt like this was <laughs> – and obviously, I'm armchair quarterbacking this shit. I don't know, you know, the, if if Rossi knew that retirement was on the the table at this point. Maybe this is why you don't do the title switch. It felt like the right time to do it. They didn't do it. You feel you can figure out the reason why and put it in the blank for the sentence. Go ahead and make your rant. What's your rating for? Oh, I'm sorry, uh, four and a quarter. <laughs> okay, uh, I was four. I think it probably is more like a four and a quarter match, but uh, I want So I think the the winner first knocked it down a peg for me. I was bummed about the result. And two, Great. Nene Takahashi just needs to shut the fuck up. <laughs> like honestly, she just yells constantly in these matches, and it really stood out to me in the Triangle Derby when there's no commentary. Right. And you're like, ah, 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 like every fucking movement, she's just screaming her fucking head off. Annoying I, AF. I, I, you know what? It's wearing on me. It's wearing on me. Right, I man. love you. I think you is you's great. She's very Hashimoto like. You mm. know, similar similar body type. Both are kind of big big brutes. Throw people around. But yeah, man, Takaha, I've really soured on her. And uh, she's a fine worker. I mean, she's like 43. I know she's, you know, part of like the old guard of, you know, women's Japanese wrestling, you know, was a tag team with Kyrie back in the day, what have you. But fuck her, you know. But, uh, <laughs> but, but honestly, I want to see them lose that much more now. And uh, especially if she's talking shit backstage, too. But, uh, yeah, I thought, you know, they had the whole injury angle with Himeka in this. And That's what I thought they, they were going to win. Oh, yeah, it, me too. Me too. Like, you give that much sympathy, similar to, like, the FTR scenario. Yes. yes. When Dax came back, it's like, they're winning. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Himeka was awesome in this match. I mean, obviously, Micah carried the load. But uh, when Hameka got in there, she fucking gutted it out like the Jumbo Princess. Big, big and cute warrior that she is. Hey, man, baby. Um, but, yeah, was just bummed, bummed by the result. But obviously, you know, in retrospect, why give the titles to Hameka if she's retiring? Yeah. But uh, down with Nene Takahashi. Hey, man, for that. I, I, I don't know when I started to sour on her but it's it's the it's the main uh, you said it the main reason why screams way too fucking much i get it you're excited but god damn just reel it in a little bit i mean what the fuck jesus christ almighty jesus yeah there's no commentary it was it's piercing in your ears it it really stands out at that point that and i i love stardom don't get me wrong like i said it's number two new japan one stardom two probably AEW3 and then you can start going from there okay <laughs> this shit drives me up the goddamn wall I love watching Stardom but that bitch needs, like you said just shut the fuck up please and thank you god damn next up uh, the match that we were talking about on our last show that we were probably one of the two that we were most excited about and I'll, I'll say it this was probably the, 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 the most disappointing uh, match of the bunch. Uh, you had Momo Wabatami versus Saya Kamatini for the uh, white belt. One, oh, wow, the wonder of a stardom championship. Um, 
I don't know. I just, it just, it missed. I can't say why I thought you had, you had the right story. It wasn't much of a bill, but you didn't need much of a bill for it. And then they had this 1638 match. And even the ending was like, did she hit the knees on that 450 or did she hit the 450? And that's that it. Yeah. It was just like, oh, and that's it. That's, that's the end. I'm like, Oh, it felt like there was there was more meat on this bone. There was a little more for of a story sure. to tell, and sure. I think they, for whatever reason, they just left it at that. I'm not sure if this is a knock on Momo just to get it out of the way, but I really expected this to go another five, seven minutes. You know, sure. um, I gave this three and a quarter. Oh, wow. You were way down on it. Um, I still gave it four. I thought there was still a lot of good stuff in here. But, yeah, there was no real flow. But, like, there was, a, like, a heated strike exchange at one point and then, like, not much following thereafter. Like you said, very abrupt finish. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't say – I meant three and three-quarter stars. Okay. Three okay. and three-quarter stars. I'm, I'm yeah. probably, Three two five. That means you're talking. No, nah, it, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. It wasn't. It just wasn't that good. And I don't think it was as big of a letdown as Naito and Chota. No, no, no. This this was this was bad. This was bad. That was worse. Yeah, I mentioned last show uh, the Okada versus Tanahashi match. I believe from Wrestling Dontaku 2018. Same scenario where Okada is wrestling Tanahashi to break his record for number of defenses. That match was fucking epic. Like you said, you don't need a story aside from that. That is the story. Right. And yeah, just something didn't click. And I'm going to be honest. Um, Saya Kamatani has not been the same ever since she took out our girl, Mina Shirakawa. I think she's got the yips on the Phoenix splash. Because she fucking botched it twice, interestingly enough, Phoenix Splash. Yeah, right. Botched it fucking twice in that match, cracked Mina's teeth out. You know, during the the five-star, was the five-star after that or before that? Before that. Before that. She was solid. She was solid in the five-star, but Mm -hmm. not, like, as great as she'd been. You know, the first six months of her reign was, like, four-and-a-quarter match, four-and-a-half match, four-and-a-quarter match, all great. So I don't know if she's just... Something's in her head where she's just kind of off, but she hasn't attempted the Phoenix Splash. Not once. She did this 450 here, and even that was kind of sloppy. Thumbs up with her, man, and hopefully she can figure it out. Um, You know, because she was – I had her as, like, my number two woman of the year last year behind Julia. Like, she was more so first seven months of the year, but she was amazing. Agreed. And again, like – all the pieces were there to make this an epic match, and it was not. And it's, it's kind of a bummer. So I would not be shocked whatsoever if they take that belt off her soon. I mean, she's got the record now. I think it's time for someone else at this point. I don't know who that is. There's so there's a slew of candidates we could talk about. I don't even think we need to get into it yet. Just kind of see what happens because uh, she's had a hell of a run, but it's time. Damn. I, I, I almost know, hate to you. say it, but I, I almost kind of agree with that. Just, you know, I know. That sucks. Yep. <laughs> 
Damn shame. All right, let's talk main event uh, time. Uh, Suzu, Zuzu, let's try this again. Zuzu <laughs> Suzuki versus Julia for the World of Stardom Red Belt Championship or whatever you want to call it. Um, 25-04, bell to bell. I thought this was the match of the night, hands down. Um, yeah, easily. Easily, God. And even by this point, I thought there were some good matches. Uh, the tag team match I thought was good, uh, even though I didn't think Mirai had the greatest performance in the world. I thought that her match with Hashimoto was really good as well. This one superseded them all, and by a country mile. Uh, I hadn't really seen Suzu Suzuki until uh, I guess that was the the five star or whatever, and. She really came into her own, uh, had a, a really good match with Julia to kind of set this one up. And this, I can't even say it over-delivered. It, it, it met my expectations and then some. I don't know if Suzuki is going to be the, the champion at some point. Hopefully she will be. Hopefully she stays around. You know, she gets a white belt run or a red belt run. You know, all the prominence for that matter. I think they're amazing as the artist uh, champions as it speaks yep. right now. And, you know, I, I want Risa Sarah to get a, a little bit of a shine on the singles turn as well at some point. No doubt. But just right now, just talking about Suzo Suzuki at 2021, she is overperforming it that she should be at her age she oh, yeah. she held up her end of the bargain just as well as julia did i thought this was one of the best women's matches i've seen so far this year i gave it 4.75 i'm four and a half but it was close um julia's new look fucking loved the ha- the, ha- the mix of like the pink and white hair i mean everything what do you think about the song gold, baby. I don't love it yet. I said it was going to grow on me. Her previous song was so epic. Mm. Like the kind of O Fortuna orchestral and then the like that just worked for me. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, But yeah, it could be a grower. Um, I'd actually forgotten about it until you mentioned it. So, but yeah, um, I think I mentioned this last show, but about their five-star match, like I was almost in tears for that one because they were in tears before it even started. And no it was shit. so emotional. And like you said, it was a 15-minute 15 15 minute draw, perfectly set the stage for this match. And I agree, this exactly met my expectations. It didn't over-deliver. It was, all, it was amazing. You know, it didn't really get to that next level for me to like four, seven, five, five-star range, but not a single thing to complain about here. These two are awesome together. Um, you mentioned Suzu White Belt. I was saying, let's not talk about it. Let's talk about it. I think she's a perfect, <laughs> perfect person for that. Or, or Risa Sarah. But I, Suzu, I think, would be excellent for that. But they are the, the artist champs right now, so maybe not yet. But she would be an awesome person for that spot. And yeah, like you said, 20 years old. She's unbelievable. I may have said this in episode one i know i've written it but uh suzu in terms of women's wrestlers that i had not heard of or seen before last year she was my favorite um she's she's got it man she's Mm. got everything um and yeah just a wonderfully excellent main event here that was very worthy of the spot and uh can't wait to see what's next for both uh i like the the post-match uh i guess interaction between the two where Julia was like, you know, I'll yep. hope someday that uh, 
Risa Sarah stands by my side and uh, Suzu Suzuki as well. And Suzu is like, uh-uh. <laughs> not so much, brother. We got some more work to do. I'm taking that red belt title off you first. Yeah. So I like yeah. the fact that it, it they've already kind of, you know, hinted that this thing isn't over just yet. And they might not have a second run between the two, but let's just say for the sake of argument, you know, Suzuki wins the red belt, you know, then you can flip it back and run it back that way. So I like the fact that they, they've kept the door open for any and all possibilities in that scenario. Just a couple of uh, things I wanted to talk about. Um, one, if it's not, Suzu Suzuki, then Hazuki should be someone that should be in the white belt discussion as well. Uh, like I said, we're, we're as big as Suzuki guys as you got here in the Phoenix Splash. You better fucking believe it. They, they owe her one, goddammit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold that to it. Um, that, that's that's going to be next. That's next time. Yeah, we're going to do uh, Hazuki for Yeah, we're going to do Hazuki for next uh, episode. Uh, I skipped the loan challenge for any of the champions that won on uh, the 12th anniversary show after you and Takahashi won. Uh, yeah. Rukaka and Nakatsu came out, and that was a interesting uh, exchange as well where Rukaka was calling Nene grandma, and Nene was not having any of that. So something you can uh, put in your pocket for next time uh, Takahashi pisses you off, B, you can call start calling her grandma. You, you know, she could... Uh, fucking watch your ass flip the fuck out on that shit um all right uh, i guess we can kind of preview for what's coming up next obviously we did kind of talk about i got, I got one more thing if yeah you go ahead mind to, to squeeze in yeah just just briefly want to talk about um so i forgot to mention that shingo okada was my third five-star match of the year my second five-star match of the year has also happened since we last recorded, and it was in Japan, and I know you watched it as well, was uh, the rematch of uh, Kazusada Higuchi against Yuji Hino. They had that 30-minute draw. Uh, I was going to ask if we talked about that or not. Yeah. we. I don't think we have yet. I know we, like, texted about it. But yeah, I well, it obviously we watched real it. Quick. Yeah, real quick, because it was so amazing, and frankly shocking ending to me i did not expect hino to get the win there i'm at peace with it now i mean you know how much i fucking love the gucci and absolutely loved that rain like got me so much more into ddt than i've ever been but uh hino man he's legit and like it makes sense because he's a fucking beast and that's the thing no one's been able to overcome Higuchi, but here's another big motherfucker that just did and man that power bomb at the end and, like i literally I, I wrote that down. Out. There's three yeah. things I wrote down for the, this match, uh, just notes wise: continuation of chops, Higuchi yeah. headbutt, and the power bomb finish. Yeah, and I literally audibly yelled, "Oh no!" <laughs> when that three count because again, I thought he was going to kick out. But uh, it's those types of moments in wrestling that it's like that's why it's a five star match. Like I was on the edge of my fucking seat the whole time completely caught off guard and i loved every second of it but yeah their chests were literal hamburger about five minutes into the match man i can't wait to watch this one again it was so fucking good but i would say that's probably my third like i would put okada or excuse me osprey omega at one Mm -hmm. shingo okada at two and that at three and i what did you go four and a half or four seven five on that one i went four and a half on this one okay yeah and obviously you're not 
quite as invested as me in DDT, but I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're. No, but, the toe in no, good. You you already got me like you know the post match turn. You know you had the two guys out there. I'm like, okay, so who's this guy? Who's this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what they talking shit about? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. They get all oh, they wrestling winner gets you know. All right, cool. Let's think this shit happened. And that's usually yep. all I need. You know, just you know introduce me and just tell me what the fuck is going on from that point. Yep. You know, I'll, I'll make sure I'll make time for that. But yeah, good call on that. I totally forgot about it. we we didn't talk about that match. And there yeah. was there was Just something I wanted to talk in. about. Yep. But yeah, let's uh let's kind of wrap her up here. I know obviously there's been shows that have happened and Noah and TJPW that we haven't watched yet. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk about up. those. Um, Take it away from there. Yeah, the TJPW uh, Max Hart tournament final. We'll talk about that on the next episode. Obviously. That will be, make sure I'm saying this correctly, uh, Mio Yamashita and Maki Ito, they'll be taking on, uh, is that, yeah, Hyper Masato. Okay, so yeah, that's, uh, that would be interesting just because Hyper Masato is just one of those, she goes against all of what I think of with wrestling. When I don't like yeah. comedy, I love Hyper yeah. Masato, and that just yeah, is the total... Yeah just contradiction of me as a wrestling fan but when she comes out i have no idea what the fuck she's saying but i instantly start laughing i have no idea what the fuck she's saying and now all she is is comedy central to me so in that scenario we'll be talking about that and then obviously we'll be talking about the big show on the 21st of february the uh KG Mudo final show no jokes here brett um <laughs> <laughs> the main event. Well, we want to touch on real quick. Assuming you saw the same spoiler that I did, I think I, I saw the same answer. spoiler that you did. Let's just talk about it. Go ahead and Okada talk about fucking, it. Okada came in and fucking rainmaker duck. I saw like a very brief clip of it. I didn't even watch the whole thing. I'm like, son of a bitch. I watched that's it. Fucking awesome. <laughs> like, that's fucking awesome. I watched it been, because he's been saying, you know, he doesn't want to do the match. He's healing out over on Shingo, and so I love it. Put it in fucking Sharpie. The match is happening, and I can't wait to see that all transpire. But uh, we talked about it a lot last time. That is going to be something to get excited about. Shit, I'm already excited about it. Uh, I didn't watch the the title match. I want to watch the the entire yeah. show in uh, in its sure. entirety. But when I was uh, on YouTube. I, 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 I subscribed to Noah and it was like one of the second things I saw I was like motherfucker god damn it I'm like alright fine fine I'll watch this shit so just quick spoiler alert if you haven't seen it if you don't know just fast forward for about two minutes I'll make this quick Okada jumps uh, Kaito post match hits him with the, oh, a Raymaker and basically it, it obviously from this point it's not in uh, English com uh, translation but basically you know talk shit over him as he's laid down the crowd is obviously a Noah pro crowd so they're yeah, kind of booing yeah they booed him so I was just like okay alright I'm not sure if this is a, a heel Okada that we're getting or you know shades of heel Okada but he he dropped it like a bad habit. I was like, oh, shit, yeah. it is game on now. So, yeah, obviously, you'll have that match. Uh, no tiles on the line. I'm very interested. Like, and we, we talked about this in the last episode, how that is going to be booked is the question that I have going forward on that. 
obviously probably the main event would be Keiji Muto and Naido. Uh, from there, I believe. Stop. Um, <laughs> God damn, you ain't shit. Um, the junior tag titles, I believe, are on the line. Um, I think it's Ogawa and Ita versus uh, Junta Miyawaki and Alejandro. And if you, they're gonna steal that motherfucker's mask again. They stole it already before this, so that's what I was just getting ready to say. I was, yeah, I, yeah. You watched that that uh, that ten man yeah, yeah. tag where the, uh, yeah. basically the the nine uh, stinger team sweeps them. I'm like, how are you going to sweep them and steal this man's mask? This is just ridiculous. My my one wish for 2023 for this man lasted, what, three, four weeks, and the next thing you know, they're taking his mask again. I'm like, God damn, dude. What the fuck? So, yeah, that's something to look forward to. Um, the Battle of the Valley, we kind of talked about that, that. that yeah. on the 18th. And then, like I said, at the top of the card there, you will have the toothless Tanahashi battling Okada for the IWGP Championship. Mercedes Monet and Kyrie for the IWGP Women's Championship. Jay White and uh, Eddie Kingston somewhere on that card as well. So uh, February, man. Good shit coming up, baby. Yeah, yeah. about to say halfway <laughs> home, and we still got some more uh, good fucking cars to talk about, good wrestling to talk about. So I'm sure the next episode we'll be talking about those three cards in some form or fashion. I'm not sure when we'll be doing it, but that's the great part about the Phoenix. You just never know when it's going to rise from the ashes. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I figure it'll be sometime after that uh, that Mudo show. Yeah, uh, yeah, towards the end of the, uh, the, the month of February, maybe the, the, the start of March. But yeah, neither here nor there we'll see you when we see you it's nice to talk a good strong style wrestling with everybody please like i said when you get this rate it on facebook well not rate it on facebook rate it on uh spotify rate it on apple um hit me up on twitter if that i said something wrong or if i'm just pissing you off you can hit me up on twitter i'm a big boy i can take it um if you have problems finding it, Visionary Global Media, hit it in your little search bar. Like I said, you get a whole range of great fucking podcasts to listen to for your listening pleasure. And on that lovely note, we shall bid you adieu. That's my man, Brett Jager from the Brain Buster Boys. I'm your man, JCB, Jason Cornelius Bell from the Band for Ringside Podcast. We'll see you on the next flight of the Phoenix Splash Podcast. Peace out, y'all. Go Eagles. <laughs> Go Eagles. <laughs> I can't stir fucking Kansas City. <laughs> oh. Good shit. <laughs>